if I've left my house at a certain time and I turned on my car, I knew exactly what song was going to be playing. And I was generally right. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Or we are in a simulation. <laughs> you know what? If we are in a simulation, tip of yeah. the cap yes. to that person because we are living the life, are we not? We are, yes. Weed's legal. We have every scintilla of information a human being could conceivably want at their fingertips. Mm. We learn more about the universe every single day. I mean, the world's a pretty rad place if you mm. get past the people who keep screaming that it's on fire and we're all about to die. Right, right, yeah. And it's then, reality's perspective. Perception, that's the thing. It is perspective <laughs> and also perspective <laughs> and not. also other things that start with her. And also, this is <laughs> Sessions with Mary Jane. I'm Marina Ezra. I'm Jordan Free. I'm Brendan O'Brien. And we have two very special guests with us this evening, um, Jamie and Tara. I'm just going to go on first name basis. Um, I just want to make sure, I, I mean, I could say the last names, but... We're just being cash. You'll read it in the cash. description. Yeah. We're already on, like, friendship stage. <laughs> yeah, we're excited for you guys to hear about these people, because they are amazing. Thank you guys for being on yeah, the podcast thank you, thank today. You, thank, you. Thank, thank you so, so much. much for having us. Yeah. Wow, we are going to do that the entire night. That's yeah. really <laughs> awkward. Yeah. yeah that is. <laughs> you may have seen the promo video for this, where they said the exact same thing at the exact same time, so now you're seeing this happening live here, <laughs> yeah, recorded sure. live. Jamie Lewis and Tara Chaos. <laughs> for the for the people at home who like hover over Google the whole episode to like check with us to make sure that yeah. the challenge has no, actually yeah. been <laughs> assessed. Oh yes, challenge. Um, did you guys know you were having a challenge? No, no. <laughs> I hope they're happy with us. No, I welcome um, a challenge. It's just it's really simple. It's just a thing we like to do because when people you know are just doing this podcast throughout the episode you name a list of things and you guys are going to go head to head and you just have to list bodybuilders okay and it's just like it's just a fun thing we do we while we're back having and forth? conversation yeah. i mean you can interrupt at any time when while we're asking you about your cool amazing lives and who you guys are as people because we definitely want to dive into a lot of things because okay. Yeah, I mean, how we met you guys the first time. You might want to pick a different topic. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a, a strength historian, so most of what I write about is bodybuilders. I could I could genuinely just sit here and name bodybuilders endlessly. Yeah, and no. Until the end yeah. Of- yeah. <laughs> well, the, the challenge, so the highest one right now, I think we're at 89, right? Is someone 89 bodybuilders? 89. No, 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 no. Someone listed 89 in their categories. Well, so I can just go then. Listen. You want to just go? <laughs> Well, you you can go for a little bit, then you can stop <laughs> I, and we can I'm, talk. I'm just going to tap and lose on this one because after, She's sick of hearing about them. after five years <laughs> of being together, three of which we've been married, if I hear another bodybuilder's name, I'm going to scream. <laughs> All right, we'll fire the let PA me, let who me came just, up with this challenge. Let me just, You're done. Here, I'll, I'll win the challenge with one awesome bodybuilder that nobody's heard of who is also the first black Chef officer. Rush. Well, yeah, he's, the, the old chef of the White House uh, gave me a challenge coin when we met him. Like, we hung out with him for a weekend. He, like, yeah. we drank together all weekend. He's the coolest. The guy with the 24-inch arms. That, yeah, I got pictures it's with him. I'll show you. of, like, the the African-American chef and he's got the like huge arms that guy his yeah. arms are like as big as his forearm Jeez. <laughs> like, 
and he is the nicest guy. Genuinely the nicest man on the planet. And awesome. Jamie wrote about him, and we were invited to uh, the Arnold by the gentleman that runs like, it. They, we, so the Arnold is the Arnold Classic Weekend. It's like the biggest bodybuilding festival in the world other than the Mr. Olympia. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting at a table, and Arnold sat right there next to me. And I started crying. <laughs> and then I got up and ran away and ran face first in the Matt Eisman from American Ninja oh Warrior. Oh my gosh! Started screaming, <laughs> screaming like a little girl, hugging Matt Eisman. And I interrupted the entire dinner that was going on. It was a spectacle oh that I made of myself. God. And then it I turned around and I ran in a fundraiser. Yeah, then I ran into Ralph Moeller. So we're at like four bodybuilders right now. And that's just telling in one story that I was just. Oh, and Randy Couture. Yeah. Oh, but he's not a bodybuilder. But he but, was yeah, a UFC no, heavyweight. But he champion. was there. He drank with us all weekend as well. He's so, amazing. It was fun. Uh, and there is a wow. TikTok video that is forthcoming. Oh yeah, where she interviews Randy Couture, and you find out that he once went to the hospital wearing bikini underwear. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It was a thong. Oh, it was a thong. It was a thong. Yeah. Um, because I what I do when I meet notable people is I play a game called Three Quick Questions. Mm. The problem with Three Quick Questions is it's literally whatever my brain says to ask them. Mm. <laughs> which can get a little weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I asked Randy Couture his most embarrassing moment. That was... And somehow, and somehow that we got a great moment. That. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I feel like you should be interviewing us then. <laughs> Three questions. Oh, well, we can Consider this a co-interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a conversation. A home and home. But I, I mean, I, I just want to take it back to uh, when I first met you guys at uh, the Weedman Joint. Yes. Is it called the Weedman Joint? Or is it <laughs> it's going to be basically the Joint of Trent, I think, eventually. Oh, it's yeah. ca- right now. It's called New Jersey Weedman's Joint. Oh, thank you yeah. for correcting me. Yeah, because I knew the wasn't yeah. correct. Um, New like, the I'm Jersey. Just used to, so I used to calling it like yeah, yeah, you know, the, yeah, because we were, we were there so often. But um, I first met you guys. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. It was just like an initial feeling of like, oh wow, hold up, these guys. Okay, they're interesting. <laughs> like it, <laughs> it was like getting like talking to you guys and also just your energy and also with each other, watching your energy with each other. Like <laughs> it was just fun. It was just such a fun conversation. And you guys are full of stories. Um one of which I learned earlier was it right before we recorded? Uh Tara, you're saying you're you were a pro wrestler? Yes. Whoa. Like, yeah. I, I want to know, yeah, how you got into that, and, um, Jamie, how you got into bodybuilding. Like, what is just the fascination with it? So, whoever wants to go first. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, I actually, in college, <laughs> wrote for my college newspaper, and they were having a wrestling show, and we all got typecast as writers. Hmm. Uh... And they knew that I watched pro wrestling with my roommate because high guys in tight pants <laughs> buff. Agreed, yep. I eat Jamie. I married well. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, I, I ended up having to promote this show, which was just absolutely hysterical. <laughs> like... Um, Johnny Cashmere, the, the guy that was running the show, um, ended up 
going on to he's been on uh, dark matches on WWE mm-hmm. a bunch of times. You know, and mm-hmm. like so he's the one running the show and I like he woke me up one night at like midnight because he had to give me something. And I'm like, can you give it to me tomorrow? <laughs> no. I'm in my freaking pajamas. And obviously, I had a type, so you all know what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and so he uh, he was like, no, 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 just, come on, just, I, I'm really busy tomorrow. And I was like, fine. So I, like, trundled down the steps. And... <laughs> it's like flyers for the show and I'm like fucking serious (laughs) I went upstairs and I put him down I'm like I'm not gonna murder this guy I'm not gonna murder this guy so I end up meeting through Johnny his teachers in the wrestling business because they're wrestling Mm -hmm. and so they uh, I met Gary and Anthony the Pitbulls from ECW Mm -hmm. And I love the way you say that. Like anybody knows. Like, do you guys know what ECW? Oh yeah, no. Like, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, no. I, it's, I got it's, you. It's so, Extreme Championship Wrestling. It's a. It was a little production that was out in Lancaster, PA. No, it's ECW was in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. It ended up being yeah. bought by WWE. Yeah, yeah. many but, years okay. later. They were badass. They were, they were like they were like the first like. And they actually started in Trenton. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yes. They started in Trenton because I used to watch them on local broadcasts. Oh my God, that's so cool. In high school with my boyfriend at the time who, wow, I guess there was a further back on how I got into the wrestling business. Um. Like, I really wanted to be the Blue Meanies valet. Uh-huh. The chick that would, like, you know, walk him down to the ring uh-huh. and interview yeah. in matches yeah, and shit yeah, like yeah. that. Was he in EC Dub? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. he was in the, the BWO, the Blue World Order. Would you have been Blue also? Would you have been Blue Chaos or Terra Blue or Blue Terror? Um, I don't know what I would have been, honestly. Does this involve a cape, or is it just a blue suit? What 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 did the blue oh, meanie look like? Uh, the blue meanie wore like blue. It was ECW, so you just wore blood, probably since it was ECW. <sighs> yeah, well, they all wore blood. Yeah, they all right? yeah. wore blood. Yeah, but I really wanted to be his valet, mm-hmm. and so end up. What would that involve? <laughs> you running around the ring with a chainsaw? ECW was was pretty hardcore. This was was all spiked bats and stabbing each other with broken legs. This was was back in the early years. This was back in like, it was 96, no, it was 97 because I was a senior in high school. They were still doing backyard wrestling hardcore shit. Like, uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the. It hadn't gone super hardcore yet. No, oh, okay. it, no, it was. I know ECW like as being super duper of, hardcore, and everybody's yeah. on fire and bloody. And yeah. we've got a buddy, a mutual friend, whose name is Schlack. He was in the the house band for ECW called Bad Luck Thirteen Riot. Oh, that's Manza. awesome! Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, and they used to start riots at shows. Like there used to be a big fest called Hellfest. It was a hardcore fest. Uh, and they got Hellfest shut down because uh, during Last Man Standing or Last One Standing, 
like the fans tore down the stands and set them on fire. What? And uh, yeah, because they used to, yeah. they, they burned down the first two or three venues they ever played. Yeah, they're fucking, and they're all in, uh, they're all in extreme wrestling. So, and Schlack's built exactly like me, but with him, he also has no <laughs> like. He has no sense of pain, or he smokes a lot of crack, or both. And then, like, oh he's just—I don't think—I don't know if he smokes crack. He but podcast. Bad luck used to smoke. Bad luck did used to smoke crack back in the day. He uh, he, he did he did back in the day. But uh, wait, wait, anyway. wait. So Terry, I want to know. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Continue. No, no, it's fine. Anyway, go ahead. So, um, I end up. After college, running away and joining a carnival. Oh, crazy. that's amazing! <laughs> that's How amazing. was that? It was fucking awesome. How are your it parents? Let's. <laughs> uh, How was that conversation? It, I, I. Oh, that conversation. Was there? You grew up like by Princeton, right? So yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. Princeton, mm. yeah. So you grew up in Trenton? Or no, grew I grew up in like. Right outside of Princeton. Oh, got you, got you. Okay. Yeah. Was interested so in the high school, it was. So I didn't know where the high school was. Okay. It was sort of. Uh, it was an affluent yeah. area. It's not the type yeah. area you run off to the circus. Mm. From the <laughs> fucking circus. Yeah. <laughs> it was the fucking carnival. Yeah. <laughs> I wait for how long? How long were you in the circus? Uh, I I. Carnival. I mean, carnival. <laughs> oh my she god. She was a carnage. No. Yeah, I was a carnage. No, sorry, she, sorry, uh, sorry. She wasn't swinging on a trampoline. She was biting the heads off chickens. She was a carnage. No, actually, I was a barker. So, I was in the carnival for a year, and I, well, it was a year full time. And I was up at a spot in. Cement Belt Fair. And it was one of those moments where, like, what you're thinking comes out of your mouth before you actually realize it. Okay. It was one of those moments. Uh And I was sober. Uh, (laughs) And I was like, Johnny? It was Johnny Cashmere from when I was in college. Uh They were doing a wrestling show, so I met a bunch of the guys that I had seen and ended up leaving the carnival, (coughs) went to work for a DOD subcontractor. I held a secret security clearance Hmm. (laughs) after working at a carnival. (laughs) Flex. (laughs) Casual. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, like, I got real bored and was just like, you know what? I wonder what Johnny's doing. And it was when MySpace was first kicking off. Mm. And he invited me to come see a show that he was running that night. And I and that was literally, I worked that show. Mm. Wow. Um... And so you ran away from you ran away from the carnival to actually wrestling. no I had also tried out that at is CZ, pretty red. right <laughs> before that I had tried out at CZW okay and then a whole bunch of shit happened and then I ended up with PWU and that's when the Blue Mini became one of my trainers nice um for like three days and then this whole big thing happened and like it was weird. So I was a wrestler for like ten years. 
Damn. And then I took a fall wrong and had to make a decision on... I'm never making it to WWE. I know that. Because I can't tell you the name of any moves sans the full moon salt. And that was because I spent so many hours in the car with Trunassic and Johnny Cashmere. Because uh, I was looking at you thinking, why in the fuck would you ever try a moonsault? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I, you know what? I just um, imagine all the different ways you died. <laughs> one of one of the part of training is a moonsault's basically like a off the top rope, a backflip back to a belly flop onto the person. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Wait, what was your wrestling name? It was Tara Murphy. Okay. Yeah, okay, sorry, continue. I'm also, no, no, I'm just like, I'm also like, yeah, I, I am like amazed have, by the training so many process. questions. Well, yeah, yeah, also I have questions about like what your thoughts are on the WWE now. Also, how it's evolved as a business or lack of evolution in some res- respects or regards, like just from the business point, from the entertainment point. Also, AEW. I have so many questions, Tara. Oh my God. This is going to be so long. I thought you said he was a wrestling fan, but you seem to know like no, 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 okay. <laughs> Because, 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 listen. It's it's one. If we major... need a part two of a part two. So like, yeah, no worries. Well, it's be a four hour episode. This was a surprise <laughs> treat. Major thing. I, I have not. I totally remember, obviously, WWE when I was younger and, like, I think had, like, uh, or knew somebody who had like action figures sometimes it would be on whatever I was never so totally into it and then Brendan started watching AEW I mean not started he's been watching and then I just like sat in and watched some of the episodes but oh no what are you upset are you mad <laughs> no 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 I'm laughing my ass off because some of the guys that I used to be in the business with are now in AEW Ooh, and you say who? I cannot tell you how proud I am like Drew Gulak, I remember oh, him. She was going nuts. When we saw him the other day. He was like twelve. Really? Was he? Was, I am that fucking old. He, 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 was, he was wrestling then, or or like you met him before? He was wrestling. hanging out at the CZW wrestling school, and he and his brother just—they were fucking sponges mm. for wrestling. Wow. It's like the kids now in American Ninja Warrior. Like, Amer- I don't know if you guys yes, watch yeah, it at yeah. all, mm-hmm. but they started allowing, I think, as young as like 15. Oh, I did not. They're know fucking that. killing. They're Holy killing. Holy shit. Wow. They're in the finals. Slaughter killing. Killing. Okay. Old heads. Wow. <laughs> and making it, they just, they're having fun. Yeah, and so that's the thing. They're actually having fun, and the older people who are training with them are having fun, and they're kicking ass. Uh, yeah, everybody else is taking it way too seriously and fucking up. And oh so, yeah, there there was a time in the in the actually basically in the nineties uh, into the two thousands when I started wrestling mm-hmm. that there were wrestling schools and like they weren't really allowed to train kids under the age of 18, but they could sort of train them. Mm -hmm. 
And so these kids just started absorbing this knowledge like mm-hmm. a fucking sponge. Mm-hmm. And so that generation of wrestlers are now in WWE. They're in AEW. They're in TNA, um, NXT. Like, these are people that grew up with the business as an open business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not as, like, the territories and shit, like, where everything was very insular. Mm -hmm. So you could be, like, a kid from fucking San Diego, one of my friends. Um, You know, that ends up on the world stage Mm -hmm. where... Like, our parents' generation never had that mm. because it was still a carnival business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why it was, like, interesting that, like, the jump from the carnival business to, like, because, like, people do kind of consider wrestling, like, a carny business because there's is. a lot of, like... It the, always was. Because all, like, the politics and, like, the... Well, it was the all, it, it, stuff. It, it became one in the 20s, in the 1920s. You nah. mean because of, it, like, it's use or significance in entertainment? Like It's it significance in entertainment. It, it's, like, it got you. Okay. Oh yeah, but I also what wrestling I was, saying... was a, wrestling was a part of carnivals historically, mm-hmm. uh, and actually there's like the idea that mixed martial arts started in the '90s is silly. And, I mean, they had mixed martial arts in the United States back in the 1800s, and it was called catch us catch hand wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, when carnivals would come through town, they'd always have a wrestler, mm-hmm. and they the wrestlers would always let people challenge them from the crowd and like 500 bucks or whatever, you know, 50 bucks or whatever, if you could beat this guy. Mm-hmm. And so these, these like huge hulking farmers and just guys with huge sausage fingers. And they would just come and try to like break your fingers or snap <laughs> your nose, stuff like that. Fish hooks, eye gouge, all terrible stuff. But, um, in, in, and in the South, oh they used God. to gouge each other's eyes out all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, by the way, by the way, do you hear him? discussing this in glowing terms <laughs> but he absolutely cannot stand deathmatch wrestling <laughs> well i don't i it think it's the I think, same I, goddamn no thing. i just find this fascinating that these idiots would gouge each other's eyes out but i'm not <laughs> suggesting that that's a great idea yeah. but in any event so the so the wrestlers would come through with the carnival and that's how rest, professional wrestling in the united states those guys were catch us catch can wrestlers and they would wrestle like Germans and Russians who would wrestle mm-hmm. with Greco and those styles combined to make the style that is now modern professional wrestling. Yeah. But, um, the matches weren't dis- pre-decided until around the 1920s when, uh, I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head, but he, uh, he realized that having a stable of badass wrestlers who constantly fought each other was a better idea than having a bunch of, badasses come in and wrestle jobbers and just beat up beat up on people yeah. or have really fast or boring matches. So he realized that, but then at the same time, you can't have these guys beating each other to death in the ring. Mm-hmm. So they started having works where, you know, you're pulling punches and you were doing this and you were doing that so that it was less damaging to the guys so mm-hmm. they could do it night after mm-hmm. night. And that eventually evolved into professional wrestling. Yeah. What what is the name of the um westler who's in uh oh my blanket in Princess Bride? Oh Andre Andre the Giant. Giant. Yeah. 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 I think that's 
also was an introduction to wrestling. When watching that movie, but then just like hearing my parents talk about it, and I was like, "Who is that?" Yeah, because like, oh. people break out into the mainstream like that. Yeah, yeah. and also and the Rock really funny yeah. one. Yeah, I guess the earliest is like me, like five or six years old, like wanting to be Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so she met, I, she met I Sergeant met Slaughter multiple times. He I is in love with soldier. her. Yeah, I, he is in love with her. <laughs> I just and I love him just as much. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Who is there a wrestler or a set of wrestlers that you say you're like your style is inspired by or that you like take from in like in a ring in like the like in the way that like you choose moves or the way that you like put matches together? Um See, I was the jobber, so, mm. um, <laughs> and I can say that completely honestly. Mm. Um, I knew that I was never going to get anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, just based off of laws of statistics. Mm. And so, like, all of my matches were to put, uh, like, girls in our group over. Mm. So, like, I worked with, like, any social a lot um now I can't remember her name <laughs> Roxy and I think she was on either AEW or WWE or she was definitely on AEW because I remember looking her up when you mentioned her once but I don't remember yeah. what her name was oh yeah I think you ran into her at a GNC or something yeah I don't I so every time I meet indie wrestlers they always think that I'm a wrestler and I'm always and I'm always looking at them like you you're well that's adorable (laughs) I didn't so they're two very distinct types of wrestlers they're the wrestlers that I grew up with who are athletes who go into wrestling because they're athletes and when they press slam people they are pressing that human being over their head by their own power and then throwing them wherever they want and so that's what I'm used to. And I didn't even realize, I mean, obviously it's helped. I, like, but Ultimate Warrior, like, when he press slammed people, he just jerked them overhead. He didn't need them to help. Same with the, uh, same with the Legion of Doom. They just threw them overhead and then yeah. dropped them on their face. And uh, so that's what and I like, grew up with. And that's the guys that I always idolized. I didn't even know that the drama nerd type of wrestler even existed. I had no earthly conception of that until I met her. I, and then I was like, how is that even happening? But it happens. It is happening in front of my eyes and I still don't believe it. I'm just like, how does that even, uh, it, but I'm amazed that a, it goes from a drama nerd to a backflip, like a Jack do a Jack do doing backflip off the top ropes. I'm like, that's a fucking cool evolution. Yeah. And it's such a different evolution to the same end, and I love it. Yes, mm. yes. Yeah, I had a, uh, a teacher in college who, like, he's like, he's like, it's like, it's theater in the round, but it's also, like, an athletics, like, it's kind of cool, it's, it's like a, a little bit of both, and it's like, yeah. it's a, a very unique, like, it's, and it's, I have to say, it is brutal on yeah. your body. Yes. I, that's why that's why I'm so impressed. That's why I got excited when you said it because I was just like, oh my god, he's a female wrestler. Like you're, you're a wrestler just like any other wrestler. But I'm saying like there is kind of like for me just being a woman, there's a there's just more excitement. It's also it's 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 very hot. Like it's women are very, like I don't like just their endurance and their stamina or just how they're able to like yeah like of course yeah it's like 
cool to watch the guys and everything, but sometimes I feel like the women fights, like, they look more dangerous. I don't know. Well, I, uh, I, I don't so know. I don't understand the, how to do it. The funny it. thing is, is that outside of Roxy and Annie and uh, Amy Lee, Mickey Knuckles, like, there was just a group that we worked with frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrestled guys. Because the early 2000s was the beginning of the high flyers. Which, like, that was the generation coming up with me. And the problem was, I was bigger than most of the guys. You grew up in the generation of China. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, she actually wrestled dudes. Yeah. Yeah. She was stronger than Triple H. Yeah. When they dated. Yeah. And that's kind of like, that's like a topic in wrestling. There's like, like different promotions have different feelings about like intergender wrestling like what are your because like because a lot of women said that they train with men so it's like why and like yeah. also like the whole thing is that you're not trying to hurt each other it's just you're you're working together right yeah like there's a certain level of mutual respect mm. um and there's a certain level of trust that goes into allowing people to manipulate your body in ways that can have devastating consequences. Hmm. How did you injure yourself? I took a fall wrong. I was training with somebody. You were training with somebody who was fucked up on pills or something, right? So I was gonna ask what the fall wrong, was that a disruption in the trust or the yeah. Misrespect or that, or just like someone wasn't paying I attention. I jammed the top two vertebrae Ooh. into my skull. Mm. Jesus. Two years ago, I couldn't walk. Damn. Wow. Yeah. But you're recovering. <laughs> you're fucking oh, walking. Like, yeah. you're, that's. Oh my god. I have spent a very large amount of money. GH and chiropractors. GH and chiropractors will do the trick. <laughs> yeah, well, no, actually. Well, weed does help act- those. Yeah, weed <laughs> helps as well. Um, actually, the GH was just the first month. And then oh, everything yeah. after that was my body healing itself. Thank God. Did you do um, physical therapy? No, I went to a chiropractor up okay. in... Oh, okay. uh, Pennington, actually. Okay. And, uh, hmm. you know, he was, came highly recommended for, by my, my best friend mm-hmm. from yeah, early high school. Um, <laughs> which, you know, this is putting us at quarter century friendships now. <laughs> um, which is a little scary. The really cool yeah. thing about him wow. is that he... So, at least that I've ever, the, every girl that I've ever dated, the the doctors that they have never listened to them, and it's even it's, it seems to be getting worse. And her doctors never fucking listen to her. And this guy finally actually, because I sat there because I was like, somebody's gonna fix her neck, or I'm going to start breaking some, mm-hmm. like one or the other. And so yeah. uh, I was I'd had enough because doctors don't listen. And so I sat there, and he was listening, and he actually listened, and I was like, and then everything he's, I mean, yeah. I, I'm. Wow. 
I'm somewhat skeptical of chiropractic knowing the history of it and they are they tend to quackery sometimes mm. so you know I don't go to Reiki and that sort of thing but I knew that she had an issue with her neck that needed to be fixed mm. and this yeah. man was able to help us diagnose it and help fix it and it's all yeah it was awesome yeah, so, it, hey, was, yeah it, it literally was I mean the only lasting effect I have is I've had a migraine for three years. Mm. <laughs> Except for three months where I had Botox. Mm. Greatest shit in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I looked so young and my head didn't hurt and it was just the greatest thing ever. Oh, wow. So what, knowing that risk, like what advice would you give to young kids coming up who want to go into wrestling? Follow your fucking dreams. Because, I mean, I can get run over walking out of here. Very true. You know? Like, Knock on wood, let's hope that doesn't happen. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. After this recording. Oh no, please don't think this is the last place you go. Hard <laughs> <laughs> behind busy roads. <laughs> Walk a mile if you have to. She's already made the RIP graphic in her head. I don't know how to spell their last names. <laughs> Which is hysterical because, like, my brain immediately went to that USA show with the Miz and oh. their RIP scenes. Oh, so there's a show. So we have a couple. Now we've we've settled on three awesome high shows. The one we're on now is Extreme Water Parks because it's just what? gorgeous people I've seen going that, down yeah. water slides and it's just giggling gorgeous people, giggling gorgeous people. <laughs> it's all hot ass guys and girls going down water slides and we're like, we could fucking get high. We watch it on repeat. We're so high we don't even care. We did it with uh, we did it with Dodgeball Thunderdome, which um, it's the Dodgeball Thunderdome guy is he's a famous YouTuber, but I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He's it's pretty well hated. Yeah, David Dobrik. Okay. Do- I don't know. He's okay. rich. But um, <laughs> the show's amazing. It's just a ridiculous combination of dodgeball and uh, an obstacle course. Wait, where do you watch this? That one's TLC. on USA. Or oh, TLC. And then on TLC. USA, they have one that's... Um, what the fuck is that show called with the Miz? Oh, yeah. The Miz, Miz, hosts- Miz, Miz and Mrs.? No, it's, no, uh, it it's was- people going down these crazy-ass water slides and then seeing how, like far they can get or like seeing if they can hit a target in midair with their face but they're all going 100 miles an hour into a lake and they're going I mean and they measure the distance so it's like oh well he went 20 he only went 27 feet high but he did go 58 feet and it's like they land with their face first like back bent over in the water we'll just put it over Pete we don't care I'm looking this up isn't it yeah (laughs) oh my god and uh, his co-host is a gorgeous Latina woman from, um, uh, she she did like a New York radio or something like that. So, I mean, it's just... Cannonball. Cannonball. That's just amazing. Uh, it's on USA. Okay. And uh, so those are our three high shows. And because I, yeah, I, I learn... I learned too, right? I learned... <laughs> no, it was Dodgeball. It was yeah, Anderson ball, went twice. And... Dodgeball? No, it's Dodgeball, Cannonball, and Extreme Water Park. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, because I learn obsessively days. during the day, so I've forced myself. Like, I have to stop thinking at night. Uh, I, like, won't write anymore, write it, listen to any more podcasts or whatever. Mm. So, uh, 
That's... No, he just endlessly spews the information. <laughs> oh, the bodybuilder! I have because to tell you guys. Allows him to process. <laughs> oh, I, I, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you after. Well, you told your story, right? So the bodybuilder you, that I wanted to tell you about, the only one I wanted to tell you about, is this guy Wesley Williams. He was the first. Uh, his his nickname at the time was Negro Hercules. He was the first black officer in the uh, New York Fire Department. He w- actually had a uh, clean and jerk, which is like the Olympic lift where you go from the floor to here and then you go overhead. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, his was 100 pounds heavier than the national record at the time, even though he didn't compete. It was, he, he had a clean and jerk at 350. And he was super jacked. He was 5'8 and like 195. Had these big arms. He was a, an actual bodybuilder. Yeah. So he uh, he he became a mailman, and uh, and his dad was famous. His dad was the head of the bell caps, who were like the porters for everybody in Grand Central Station. So it was like he was friends with Teddy Roosevelt. So Teddy Roosevelt wrote Wesley Williams' oh uh, letter of recommendation, but they still wouldn't let him into the uh, New York Fire Department because they were racists and they hated black people. So they like waitlisted him, waitlisted, waitlisted him. He had. He was the second person to ever score a perfect on their physical exam, and he scored 37th out of 2,700 people on the written exam, even though he had dropped out of school uh, right after grammar school. He went to one year of trade school and was like, ah, fuck this, I just like to read. So he just started reading and lifting weights, and he became a mailman, and then he became a fireman. And uh, so he, as he was becoming a fireman, there were four guys at his at his gym who lifted with him who were like these old black dudes who actually turned out to be Hall of Fame boxers. They were Negro boxers who never got their due. And they were all, there were four of them in the Hall of Fame, taught him how to fight so that when he went into the fire department, he could, every day he had to, some Irish guy or an Italian guy, because everybody was Irish or Italian, be like, hey, you and Bob, and like, I'm whatever to your mom or what, like, just saying shit. And you had to go in the basement and fight. If you didn't go into the basement and fight, like, they would just kick you out, basically. So every day he had to fight these guys, and he would just trash them over and over. So they started bringing these, like, giant Central Europeans and all kinds of people. He's beating the brakes off everybody. He goes to a fire, he goes to a fire, and a Czech guy attacked him on the roof of a building. He choked him out while saving somebody. Then they finally said, fuck him, we're going to burn him up. And they abandoned him in the, in the basement of a building holding a fire hose by himself. He put out the whole fucking thing by himself, holding the fire hose by himself, showed back up, and he was like, I want to fucking transfer. Fuck all these guys. And they wouldn't let him transfer. Whoa. But they promoted him. So he became a, he became a lieutenant, and he ended up uh, like, I think a battalion commander or something like that. It was like in the, in the highest echelon of the officers you could get in the New York Fire Department. And he was, he lived to be 84, he was born in 1897, so it was, his his life expectancy was 33 when he was born, and he lived to be like 84 or 86. Wow. Just, like, the dude was so cool, and he was still jacked when he was 80. So I just posted this, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you, I'll give you the graphic, but I posted this picture of him at, like, 21 and at 80, and he's, like, I mean, he, obviously, he looked like he was 80, but he looked... He looked like a 60-year-old man, basically. But a jacked 60-year-old man. Wow. Yeah, and it was cool. So uh, I had to talk about that guy because that at least somewhat satisfies the challenge because that guy is rad enough for 86, and I had already named a bunch. So... (laughs) Thank you. No, thank you. What a gift of information. Yeah, Wesley Williams is his name. And his dad's name was James Williams. So, uh, 
Yes, yeah, super cool. And it's such cool New York history yeah. you don't know about. And I learned about like the Harlem YMCA. I, so I go down to research rabbit holes and, and that's what I that's how I learn everything that I learned. What is so. research rabbit holes? I will what is we research? Research. A research. Oh, research. 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 I thought that was like a specific <laughs> app. I was like, no, Hell no, yeah. no, 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 no. I need to no, download there's, this. There's no app. Weed search. You get really high. You <laughs> search and you get a bunch of shit and go down those wormholes. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah no, that's what people basically. do. Basically. Uh, yeah, no, but that, but you're, but right, we, I mean, we're living to also just obtain information. And, you're and we live in the, we the perfect to, yeah, time to, you can to learn anything. anything you want. Yeah, yeah. that's. That's why I love how you said that in the beginning of the podcast. Um, oh my god, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just crazy. Um, oh, you wanted me so to tell you real you're, quick. Yeah, but you're like, because I'm sure you just know you know so much. Both of you guys are like encyclopedias, obviously in each of your own craft. Um, I had we neither of us had any friends growing up, so and, like I read the, the I, way, I read the encyclopedia constantly as a child. By the way. And then I got a DUI I've and I read the encyclopedia again. I lost a large amount of my memory because of. <sighs> yeah. So, like. Yeah, that doesn't. The, the yeah. amount. Yeah. Of, That's interesting. Like. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny because you guys were sort of giggling about the fact that we talk at the same time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> we, watch, we watch documentaries together constantly. And. Our strengths and our weaknesses overlap in such a way that it's sort of a cool give and take. Where yeah, it's you like, complement each other yeah. that way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And absolutely. we know when when I when I'm pushing, she knows she can back off a little bit and coast a bit and rest a bit. And then when I peter out and like recently, I just. I, I have been going so hard. I sometimes I get caught up and I just can't stop going hard at everything. And I just mm-hmm. fell to pieces. And uh, yeah, she picked up the slack for me, and it, and we do that constantly for and each other. And made really fun helps. of him the entire time because I didn't <laughs> yeah. listen to her when she told me. To play. She just kept being Holy like, "You're gonna fall to pieces." <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wait, so how did That's the two of you guys meet? On Facebook. Facebook. I was asking so for a share. Oh, yeah. So it was it was a series of weird coincidences um, that I was supposed to go down to Saint Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands, for my birthday, and then Maria hit, mm. and I had seen Jamie pop up on a couple of my friends' statuses, two different friends. Um, it's like, ah, fuck, cool. And he was looking for a charity, uh, for, to help everybody after Maria. And I piped in because at that point in time I had shipped, I think it was two pallets down to St. Croix for supplies. Out of out of my own money, out of my family's money, hmm. like some of my friends donated some shit, but not very much. And so it was like this, I had friends down there. Yeah, this dude I had dated with this girl. Uh, ooh, that was a disaster. But uh, we were a couple. <laughs> <laughs> we were. Uh, are you guys a couple? I, we are yes. a couple. Just oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
don't we know. We joke that he's our adult son. Oh, okay. I didn't no, know if he, he does roll a couple, and I was like, I well, good luck to you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go no, on no. and get it. But uh, no, yeah, it, uh, yeah. So um, wait, so are we allowed it, to ask questions about that? Yeah, but on his recommendation, I well, I, that's how I met her, and then she suggested mm. a charity for my for my company to donate to. Because we had extra money that we were, we just like to run charitable things. Like, oh well, this weekend we'll just give twenty, you know, whatever the profits are, we're giving them to this charity. And uh, my business partner, who I, I can't stand, always was doing it to like wounded warrior, all that basic white people shit. And I, I'm just like, let's give it to the fucking ASPCA, like just to no kill shelters. I don't care who else gets it. But then when Katrina here, or whatever it was, I, I was like, yeah, let's give it to let's give it to the people in the Caribbean because. Nobody's giving them shit. Like, they just pretended like Puerto Rico never happened. And I was like, yeah, let's well, give it to... And, and then Puerto Rico got money, but the Virgin Islands didn't get shit. Yeah. So, so I was like, what, let's give them money. What had happened was <coughs> after... When did, I can't remember the, the first hurricane that came across. It only hit St. John and St. Thomas. Uh. And so what St. Croix did was they loaded all their personal boats hmm. and they ferried everything up. And then two weeks later, when I think it was three days before they were supposed to get their shipment. Oh, they ferried up supplies to the people who had lost them in... in oh, Saint shit, Thomas. and then they got hit by a hurricane. And then they got hit by oh. a hurricane. So St. Croix was fucking decimated. Damn. And so that was how we ended up meeting, and it was a uh, fun in person. At no, the and then so that's how no. we met online, and then in person, uh, she lived in Jersey, and I lived in Allentown. Allentown. God, I lived in Allentown. It was uh, I don't even like saying this that sentence, but anyway, <laughs> she picked me up. And we met in halfway in Philadelphia, and uh, then we went to New Hope, and she got a tattoo. Well, she was, yeah, she was, I was supposed to get a she was tattoo. supposed to get a tattoo, but her tattoo artist forgot about it. So we just like uh, went walking around. We went walking around. We went walking around New Hope and did all that. You know, just yeah, yeah, walk yeah. around New Hope, and that's where Aww. I got New Hope. Was I had only been in New Hope when I got my PA. So since uh, that was now I've. Now I'm now I met you and I got a PA and New Hope. There you go. That's yeah. adorable. It's adorable. That's, yeah. that's so cool. That's such a oh, that's such a unique but lovely connection. Making like that online and then meeting up in person. And you guys have oh my god, yeah. And you this <laughs> like saunter and you just like yep checks. <laughs> checks we were out. both a, we were oh. both a disaster yeah, at the we time. Were. So we were we were basically two we were basically two drowning Makes people sense. who were like. It was, we pretty much saying, like grabbed yeah, the same, the yeah. same log and we were like, Hey, you kick for a little while and then I'll kick for a little while. How's isn't that? that? But we isn't bear, we that bear, amazing yeah. that that's how you meet your person yeah. or at least mm -hmm. ours, like situation specifically, Jordan and I, it's definitely when I needed that person at that time and that companion and like still now being together. I don't know. It just like, it's just funny how timing works. Yeah. It is. The, you're just like, you funniest... can be at your lowest point and then. Yeah, well, that's that's but you have to. I, I think to be at that lowest, you still both have to work towards a common goal. Yes, yes, yes. No, true. Yeah, and we no, didn't no, really no. have a specific goal. It was just towards us both getting our heads above the water, basically. And quite honestly, I think for the first two years of our relationship, we actually probably hated each other. Yeah, we didn't like each other much. <laughs> it was just we needed each other, and so we just and yeah, neither of us would give up on the other. One. We did not like each other though, 
And then, uh, <laughs> like, there was something Wait, that was... About so both. what was it that switched? Or you still don't like each other? No, no, no we love <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We, we so both, what was it, yeah, that switch that... We stopped being shitheads. Uh, That's great. Yeah, That's awesome. and shortly thereafter, weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, a, we, we made a conscious decision to, yeah. to, we started volunteering. I, I had become a recluse living this. I lived in the South for a while and uh, it drove me crazy. And I, like the we're story the I told yeah, you about, uh, I, I, so I got my, I got my MBA. Uh, well, I got one of them in Austria and then I got the, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the other half in the, the very of, South, the universe, yeah. no, no, Austria. And then the university of South Carolina, which was, but university of South Carolina for the shitty half of that. Okay. And then, uh, and then, uh, then George Bush blew up the economy and uh, well, he did. it was really wasn't his fault, but 2008 happened. And so nobody could get a fucking job. So I was like installing office furniture and shit and took a Hail Mary job at, in Birmingham as a software programmer, uh, uh, like doing SQL database programming. I bullshitted my way into that job. Had never even fucking, re- I didn't even know really what SQL was when I bullshitted my way into that job, but I needed mm. a job and I got it. And I taught myself SQL there and I went insane wow. because I couldn't speak to anybody. I kept getting throwing out thrown out of bars for reading, like I told you guys. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you got thrown out of a bar for reading. Five, five, five bars. And then That's I got thrown so out of a bar. Crazy. I got thrown well, out of a bar. Like people belligerently drunk. Was it? Was it? <laughs> I wasn't speaking, was I was it they were threatened by yes. you? <laughs> and, and then the last, the, lower the one, people? the one where I went, what well, is the one? Well, the one where I went to jail was, uh, it started because the guy said, I know why you're reading at this bar. And I was like, Oh, why is that? You think you're better than us? And I was like, that, <laughs> the fact that I'm better than you has nothing to do. Well, it has something to do with why I'm reading, but that's not why. It's just because I like to read. But and is then, it because you look the way you look? They thought you were, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think I make people. I so this is something I I've, I came to realize from one of our neighbors saying it. I thought it would make me more approachable if people saw me reading and like I sit on my porch and like reading and petting my cats and I got four cats and they all I'm like Ace Ventura and, and like, so <laughs> cats are just skipping all around me. Dogs will run up yeah. to me out of nowhere yeah. and uh, so I thought that that would make me more approachable, but it just makes me more terrifying to my neighbors. Yeah. I, I don't understand funny. why, but That's like. Yeah, and I—I I mean, I talk. I—if you had an animal, you would see. I don't have the ability to talk to an animal normally, so I talk in this crazy little goofy voice, and like I will just forget that you exist, and just then, then your animal will love me forever. Mm-hmm. Our neighbor hates it because her dog like barely acknowledges that she's there. But if he thinks that Aww. I'm even walking through the alley, he has to be outside because he wants to love on me, and I love on him. So yeah, and he literally like does. <laughs> he gets so excited. He's the best. Do you guys have a cat? We have four cats. Oh, together, right? Oh, okay. No dogs, just yeah. I I grew up with dogs, and we switched no, so to we cats. dogs. It, and that's quite enough for us. Oh, got you, got you. Because every goddamn time we dog sit, we're like never again. And then one of our friends is like, "Oh my god, can you watch Bobby?" And I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> Oh, I uh, forgot to ask you, Terry. I want to, sorry, last question for the wrestling thing. But uh, uh, if you could change something today, like now, about WWE, what would that be? 
I mean, other than I, I them a, bringing up, uh, I'm blanking. I have hot gas about this. I have, I have very hot gas. I have straight <coughs> straight from Martin today. So I'm friends with um, uh, Martin Stone, uh, okay. no, Danny Birch. Oh, who, who, who's in he NXT? With? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so the WWE has declared that anyone under six three is not getting hired now, mm-hmm. and they've started purging everybody it's under. Be two hundred pounds also in order to get hired. Yeah, and uh, they're going back to the big ones, and uh, they, now they're getting rid. So they finally have talkers in the NXT people who can fuck it. I mean, the, the rap battling on the fucking mic. Now they're getting rid of all those people because mm-hmm. unless they can make it in the and in, in the big show, they don't want them in NXT now. So yeah. they're all going to the indies, which will be good for the indies. But God, damn, I mean those the guy who can rap in no, NXT. Don't go to AEW. So is AEW considered indie? Yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 they're a big indie. The, the only yeah. Me- yeah. major is WWE, right? Is that they basically... They have, no, there's TNA. No, well, there's else. WWE has the largest market share. Right. Or whatever yes. TNA is. And after that right? is... Yeah. yeah, TNA, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, I stopped paying attention when Homicide stopped working for them. <laughs> um, although I think he does still work. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think he does. I think he's back. Yeah. 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 No, I, actually, yeah. Come think of it, I just saw something about he was back. Um, yeah, there are wrestlers I that are like him. that are like that were that are coming back now. So I think there is like an interesting market, and like I think, especially with like AW and like some of these other promotions, like really getting a lot of exposure, kind of like all working together now. Like there are wrestlers that are like, you know, what, I got out of it because like the WWE was the only option, but it's nice that there's more options out there. Yeah, and. They they allow a bigger exploration of like each uh, wrestler. Mm-hmm. Who they? Uh, like the smaller promotions. Oh, gotcha. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's really really cool. At least to me, like they're they're it's not just Triple H and stuff. So Triple H, by the way, was the one who was trying to keep the thing going that they have going now. Yeah. And, but Vince says, this just happened, like, in the last week. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Yeah, Triple H is in hot water now, because now he got blamed for losing the Wednesday Night War. They changed, they changed the drug policy yeah. somewhat, too, so, uh... Yeah, yo, they're, you know they, they can make, they can use ephedrine now. They're doing a, a, a mini-series yeah. about Vince McMahon and, like, the, 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 uh, the court hearing with, um... The steroid scandal, uh, but it's like I think it's, oh. it's, it's like produced by Vince McMahon. I think. Yeah. So is that the thing you would <laughs> so. like to change about wrestling? Is that an answer? I'm assuming you're not fans of Vince McMahon. You're not fan, or are, are you? Because um, also, I, I mean, I don't know with the stuff that comes out about like how he doesn't take care of the people and obviously how he runs the place. Um, but also that, I mean, as a wrestler, you, you're still an independent contractor. You're not like, what is the, right? With the, uh, they have medical care now. The WWE at NXT, uh, Martin tore his ACL and they, he, they paid for everything. Mm -hmm. He's still on the payroll that, and, uh, while he's rehabbed they paid for everything. So it's not as nefarious. I mean, I'm not saying that it's It's, great, but, and they also all have action figures now. So it's better than I have horror stories. But it's better from <laughs> the the nineties and two thousands of wrestlers. Um, you so know, it's definitely improved. It, it is improved significantly. 
I feel like um, you don't like. Good. I feel like you don't like the current state of wrestling, based on the way you asked the no, question. No, 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 no. Because you I, really I just, ripped off a whole. Yeah, you. <laughs> so, what is your opinion of the state of wrestling currently? No, no, I don't. I don't think I know enough of it to be honest. I don't think I have a huge. I I just I just feel like things can always be better and get to get better. I'm not saying it's it's worse than it was before. I know like it was bad back then. It's definitely yeah, it's, not the same. Yeah, once as they bring back steroids, I think it is be not right. the same. Yeah. But I was just curious because he's just just specifically Vince McMahon and just like what I've heard about like him and how he operates is just like and also him and his family have just run it for very very long so i don't know anytime somebody runs something in a family business for a very long period of time and it gets this big there's yeah. usually some sort of well this shady ass thing behind it or what's the what's the asshole stuff you have to understand you know? vince mcmahon was raised in the wrestling business yeah mm-hmm. he also the created business. this industry the way yeah. it is now they we, the we wouldn't know these the, people the way we it's do true. Mm-hmm. it's true the wrestling business and being a carny go hand in hand so, like, I hate to say it, but professional courtesy. Yeah, like, no, I, I, was, I was just asking just because I was curious. He is, he is doing stuff for old party. wrestlers now, too, but he's mm-hmm. buying memorabilia for the Hall of Fame. So he's, like, he's, there, he's, he seems to, like, there's new documentaries on a and I don't know if you guys have seen them. Yeah, with the, the biographies. The, the and, oh, yeah, yeah. The, and then, uh, so there's biographies on old wrestlers, and, like, Ultimate Warrior redeemed himself there. Like, they're really, really good, but then there's a, a show where he's buying up memorabilia. Yes, like, and, going around, like, looking for, yeah. the, like, in, like, going people's houses yeah. that they have. Yeah, so he gets old wrestlers so history so and gives yeah. them a stack of cash. Is it a shit show? Uh, it boy? It's like, uh, it's like, I don't understand how you could take, like, finding the fucking Undertaker's, like, very first mask <laughs> yeah. and make it fucking boring <laughs> it's the goddamn <laughs> undertaker okay do you guys have favorite wrestlers that you like enjoy watching more than others hmm danny oh. birch obviously <laughs> um I, you know, I'm partial to the guys that I fucking came up with. Mm-hmm. I really am. I, 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 I acid is the name you've said the most. Yeah, well, he, Verdi was my trainer. Like, I spent every day with him for five or six years straight. He was a hell of a high flyer. Mm-hmm. He was a hell of a dude, too. Mm-hmm. So is he your pick? Mm-mm. No, if I have to say absolute favorite wrestler, I mean, understanding that The Rock has superseded all boundaries and is all-knowing and all-seeing. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Rock, for Rock, Rock, Rock for God, Rock for everything. <laughs> did you watch um, his show, by the way, the, the, the Young Rock show? No, we did not. 
Yes, they have, there's like a, a scripted series yeah. where it's like three different parts of his life. It's like him as like a little boy, him as a teenager in NBC? high school, and then him as like a college athlete. Uh, yeah, it's on NBC. But then he also plays himself in the future running for president of the United States. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, so they put it out into the universe. So it's like a show, but also he's like, it's also kind of a campaign yeah, for running he's for president. He's mentioned it, but oh, mm-hmm. I can't wait. You know, it's about He will be time. the best looking president. Yeah, we have a president yeah. that looks like that. Oh, that I mean, portrait. Oh man, that's going to be a nice portrait. Like, Russia gets Putin, but The Rock is way right. I mean, Johnson's way taller than Putin. Putin's short, right? Yeah, he's like he's just—he's t- how tall? Six five. Starting yeah. to fucking sack. He's still—he's still best friends and business he's, partners with bodybuilder ex-wife Gladys Portuguese. Put it on the list. Yeah, uh, who uh, they started a competitor to the biggest bodybuilding competition on the planet. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. It got stalled because of COVID. But uh, still, like, he's still best friends with his ex-wife, which I think is a measure of a good person. That, that's, and, that's, uh, true. that's true. Yeah, that's he really true. is a rad guy. He's yeah. just so impressed. Sorry, he's so uh, yes, the bodybuilding thing. Yes, what what drew you to that? Before I forget that we were <laughs> we were going so many The down first questions. So many different <laughs> I know. I'll just, so I'll give you I'll give you Whatever, just, we're high. This is yeah, a, this is a short, conversation. So, uh... It wasn't ever anything I wanted to do for a living or anything like that. When I was a little kid, I was always a very energetic kid. But then um, in middle school, I got chubby. I was kind of a dickhead. My parents weren't getting along. Eh, whatever. And, and where uh, did you grow up? In, uh, in this very, very rich area of Philly called... It's by Villanova Are University. You, Wait, what place? You uh, Radnor. Uh, Wayne, PA, uh, the main line. Oh. I knew yeah. somebody on the main line. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah. I, Sorry, yeah. yeah. So, like... I didn't even own a pair of jeans in college the first two years. I just owned khakis. Like, that's how, that's the area. And everybody was so preppy and all that. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, he was Abercrombie and fuck that bitch. Yeah, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so in seventh grade... How many times have you used that line? <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good line. In seventh grade, I was in Boy Scouts, and, um... And we went on this canoe trip in the Adirondacks, and for two weeks, because I hate fish... For two weeks, I just lived on peanut butter sandwiches and paddled a canoe. And when I came back, I had little muscles. And my mom was like, oh, my God. Like, my mom went crazy about my muscles. And I think that kind of, <laughs> that kind of put it in my head. That kind of put it in my head, I think. Uh-huh. That, like, oh, well, hey, that's pretty cool. And then uh, and then in high school. He-Man. Um, yeah, well, yeah. And then as a kid growing up, my mom always used to make me watch He-Man. Uh, He-Man and G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. <laughs> like, they were always on back-to-back, but they taught good morals. And so my mom, because mm-hmm. I was so energetic, my mom just, this was before ADD, and, like, anybody said anything uh, about ADD, and she was yeah. like, let's keep Jamie out of jail. Like, you know? He's too smart for his own good and has too much energy. <laughs> and, um... He still does. So, in high school, I, I, uh... I, we had to do a bench press test for like football and I got pinned like just 135 just went straight to my chest and I couldn't move it and uh everybody laughed at me and I started lifting weights that day mm. that's when I started lifting weights and uh because I just because next year I wanted to do well in the test and uh and also it sucks to be laughed at and yeah. also I was a tiny little guy I was I'm 5'4 and I was 135 pounds and I was playing football so I better lift weights so, uh, so yeah, and then I just, I love lifting weights. It's just been, it's never been a, well, I mean, I guess at times everything's a compulsion, but uh, it's just something I love doing. And then because I've been 
such a nerd my entire life. Like I said, I, you know, I used to read the encyclopedia and stuff. We moved constantly. So I never really developed a, a group of friends. My dad was an investment banker. And mm. so, uh, I always had to impress the new, you know, as a new kid. So I always had to be the awesome at everything. So mm. had to be the fastest and this and that. And then I got kind of burned out on that and was a chubby kid for a while. And I went back to just trying to be the best at everything. Cause I was always the new kid and like, I never fit in with anyone because mm-hmm. I was too nerdy for the jocks and too much of a jock for the nerdy kids. And mm-hmm. I listened to hardcore. So like the metal kids didn't like me and the punk kids didn't like me. And it was just like, God damn. <laughs> but I never really feel like I fit in anywhere anyway. So I, uh, but you feel like bodybuilding became part of your identity. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that. Yeah. But I wouldn't even say it's bodybuilding. Like, bodybuilding I just like lifting weights yeah I really so it's just like he literally just likes picking up I don't shit I I got a world record in powerlifting just to prove a point and (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was it was a 40 year old world record it it was a 40 year old there were 40 year old records and nobody had touched them and uh, I had been writing for my friends on the internet that's how I became like the historian that I am now I would I would Mm. get drunk and write uh, write articles for my friends about all the shit I'd read. I'd get drunk at Barnes and Noble, read books, and take copious notes on them. And I that's had fun. stacks of note cards. And uh, that's sounds what like I did. drunk history. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's, yeah, but that's how I drove my. I, I went crazy. <laughs> but that's what I was doing. I was wow. taking notes in books. And so my friends got sick of me just telling them random shit. So they were like, just write it down so we can read it. And so this became popular. And then people started talking shit that I didn't know what I was talking about because I didn't compete. So I competed once and I came within 15 pounds of like the most that anybody had done in the last 10 years. And it was only 115 pounds away from the record that had stood for 40. And I was like, well, that'll be easy to beat. But they were so fucking boring, these meets. I would read through the whole thing. I'd start drinking during the deadlifts and I'd always be drunk at the end of the deadlifts. And then I'd drive myself home drunk because... How did you... What? Because I hate powerlifting so much. It's (laughs) It's 12 hours to lift nine times. It is the most boring fucking thing in the world. Uh, Weightlifting uh, lifting something I really like to do, but I go really hard for 45 minutes and I get the fuck home with my life. Uh I want to go back to reading or fucking or writing or painting or whatever. A diet... uh, Are you on any special kind of diet? Uh, so I had this special diet called an ape, the apex predator diet. It was, uh, meat on the bone combined with, uh, protein shakes and it works really, really well. It's kind of a combination of the paleo diet and the keto diet. Hmm. And I had postulated that eating meat on the bone because it's such a primeval thing that it would make you more aggressive. And actually science proved that like two years later with, uh, there was a, did a study on, British children and whether they gave them for a couple of years, they gave them chicken nuggets or chicken wings on the bone. And the kids who ate the wings on the bone were both more intelligent and more aggressive than the ones who ate the chicken nuggets. (laughs) So, um, but now mostly I just drink like six protein shakes a day and then two meals. I eat literally everything that I can get in front of. What are your thoughts on the uh, documentary area? Have you seen a game changer? That came out yeah, about I, was that the plant-based diet yeah, or yeah. <clears throat> for weightlifters mm-hmm. and like athletes? Yeah, that that uh the <clears throat> that's strong man in there. I've looked up. I don't 
Wasn't there a strongman in there, a vegan strongman? Uh, yeah, I think he there was, was a vegan strongman. Yeah, he was man. that ambiguously brown, like The Rock or whatever. He's kind of I think, yeah, vaguely yeah, yeah. Arabic looking. Well, it, he's, he's all bullshit. Yeah. His, all of his alleged competitions are bullshit. His all his claims are bullshit, and he's not that strong. Uh, <laughs> I, do I think that? Do I? Th- I <laughs> love the idea because I love animals to death, and I feel badly when my cats kill birds. And we've managed to teach most of them. <laughs> I've, we've managed to teach you them to play with them mostly. They, mostly they oh. play with them. Oh. The one bites so hard that she just will sit there crunching on them. Feral. Yeah, and yeah. she crunches on them like they're oh. she, like she's chewing on gum. And she, <laughs> but she just is wagging her tail and purring and just crunching on her bird. <laughs> and uh, but Sorry. I would love. Oh, I, by I the way, by the way, he's scared of birds. I don't. I just don't. I just don't like birds. <clears throat> I, we, why? Well, why? She has two fine. birds, and I take care of birds. I take care what of those birds. I, parakeets. Yeah, they're parakeets. Oh, wow. and, they've, and, and they've lasted a very long time because I got them before I got him. I take really good care of them. What? But I really don't like birds. I've never had... I, I just... I, yeah, they're dinosaurs. I get it. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> we, we Not grass yeah, at all. We won. We won. I, I, for a few years, I dieted on dinosaur and beef ribs. And uh, yeah, dinosaur is delicious. I was just curious because, like, yeah, there was just other research and studies coming out for that diet for weightlifting, for being plant-based mm. or whatever. So I was just curious they're what all, your thoughts were. It, it's, it's a nice idea. It's not... It is... A, it is a really nice idea, and I appreciate the ethical side of it. And I can't wait for vat fat, vat grown meat to be both tasty and readily available. Mm. And we're not far off. Five so years. Let's just stop pretending like plant based diets are going to save the world because <laughs> humans only eat plant based diets in famines. That's the yeah. only time. That's the only time in history. Well, we can't. Well, that's a good side note. Even lentils. Even going, even going back to the people have to. There's just a balance, though. People are never going to stop eating meat. You Uh, have to still eat because we just mass produce all the farm animals and all the. And I I feel so badly about that. There's a book by Don LePan called, uh, I think it's called Animals, and it's uh, in this world where all of the livestock has died off and all the all the pets have died off. And so we have humans that we use for livestock. Anyone who's deemed mm. defective, basically mentally defective people. And this kid is, well, I, I hate, that's what they call them in the book. I'm not calling them mentally defective. They were, you know, mentally retarded. I don't, I'm not sure what, how we're, what we're calling them now, but differently able to, however, whatever, whatever is the polite way of saying, are they, mm-hmm. I don't even know what the medical term is anymore. I think it's still men- mentally retarded, but this kid no, gets misdiagnosed. Um, they use it in CrossFit. Oh, it's an intellectual disability. Them? People with intellectual disabilities. Oh. Um, okay. uh, this kid gets misdiagnosed and he's deaf. And he's sold to these people as a pet. And the the kid in the family realizes that this kid's just deaf and he's not retarded. Or intellectually disabled. And so uh, he devel- they develop a bond and the kid starts learning sign language, which everybody's forgotten now because... They've misdiagnosed. Is this a true story? No, it's a it's oh. it's a story. Of, it's to point out the horrors Brooklyn, of factory yeah. farming. And in the oh, end, they're trying to save this kid because he's been picked up by a dog catcher uh, mm-hmm. when he ran away during a thunderstorm. He just got frightened and ran, you know, just like a, a mm-hmm. dog or a cat might. Mm-hmm. And they send him to a farm for uh, <laughs> for processing. And uh, then it's oh god, it's the most horrible thing. Mm, and yeah. I, I factory farming is awful. The whole thing sucks, but I still eat a tremendous amount of meat. 
and I mean just a an absolutely absurd amount. I think I think we're also getting to a place for sure when like we'll probably have better warehouses and shit to grow good fruits and vegetables all year round as opposed to just like seasonal stuff. Provided we can all keep from panicking and just fix stuff rather than just screaming that the world's on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, as, as speaking of, what do you uh, do for yourself mentally um, when you're in, just because we were talking about the pandemic before uh, we started the podcast, um, during that time, uh, if you have like an example, or just now, like what do you do when you're kind of in uh, just like a difficult place? mentally what do you guys do what's your process to get you out of that rut <coughs> um in all honesty i'm in therapy so mm-hmm. um how long have you been going oh this time around uh, seven or eight years well in your life how many years of your life have you gone to therapy hmm. probably 10 or 15 hmm yeah, well, this, I mean, I personally struggle with that. I was, a, like, a therapist when I was, like, really, really little, but I don't think old enough to really do anything or, like, yeah. understand, you know, like, like work through stuff. Um, but it just left me with a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, and, and so few, it took yeah. me a very long time to get help. Mm. And... It took me even longer because as a teenager, I was medicated with the wrong shit and nobody understood why I was suddenly acting out. Um, And it's because certain medicines affect the brain differently. Mm -hmm. And if you have the wrong brain chemistry for it... Right. Yes. Yeah. Dude, you want to sit up on the couch with us? No, I'm good. Are you sure? a beanbag. Yeah. No, do you want oh, to Now I already committed to it, so now I have to fulfill. You claimed it. I always I go did. down to the beanbag. Yeah, I ran in here and sat first, so. It's a power dynamic thing, you know? I just want to make sure I'm close to the floor in case the floor falls apart. I, so, <laughs> I did a 30 for 30 in April, and they had me sitting. It was like in this tea house where I was sitting in that ESPN thing, 30 for 30. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. they had me. I was sitting in this weird. I didn't like. I You know, I don't like sitting like this and. The whole thing was awful, but my ass was asleep in seconds. <laughs> I don't even understand how you've been sitting on the floor the entire time we've been talking. You know, uh, I, my body just like went to sleep. It's that mental strength. Like, yeah, and then it just stayed asleep. So, oh, God. but uh, <laughs> You're a lumber man. What, what was you. the thing that I mean? What is it? I, I don't know. Just just because maybe I need uh, to take notes. Um, what what is it that got you? Um, or that like you were. No, I don't know if it's fear. Like it, it, you have to explain. But it, what made you not want to go to therapy? Like what made it take so long? Um, what is the concern? I had I had had such shitty experiences with therapists. With therapists, okay, got you. okay. And it was like I was absolutely drowning. And a friend of mine owned a yoga studio and she was like, this is my therapist's number. This is how much he is. You're going to call him and make an appointment. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. 
And I did. And I learned a lot and I met some very interesting people because I was in group therapy. Um, I learned DBT, which is dialectic behavior therapy, which I'm not using. Um, Wait, can you explain what that is? Uh, so basically it's just a way to desensitize your brain, uh-huh. uh, and keep from, uh, having basically explosive reactions, panic attacks, things like that. Oh, whoa. Okay. So it's, it's very similar, uh, CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. I've heard of, yeah. Okay. Um. There's just a lot I don't know about this, like. There's so many different therapies that, and I wish people understood that. That just because XYZ worked for your friend. Mm. It might not necessarily work for you. Right, right. Like, everybody has to learn how to play to their fucking strengths and stop trying to be everybody else. Mm. Oh, God. That's one thing that... That's one thing that she and I are so... Like, we really know our role on our team. And one thing that I have... And she and I also... When we decide to do something, what we've chosen to do is based on our mutual interests and our abilities. We don't pretend all of a sudden... like. It's like people who just go into a martial art and like all of a sudden they decide that even though they're a short fat person, they're going to do Taekwondo and start jumping through the air. It's like, what fucking planet do you live on? <laughs> and the same thing happens with therapists, you know, or, you know, it's like going to a martial arts master, I guess, except for your brain. I don't go to one yet, but I have to because I need somebody to drug me up so I can go south of the Mason Dixon line <laughs> without <laughs> killing anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I just but it, it is a process I gotta go, I gotta go to Texas <laughs> it is a process like it is to find the right therapist to know what like you were saying what I don't know strategy works therapy for you, but... can be incredibly dangerous but it can also be incredibly beneficial so like, dangerous how what do you mean I, like like leave you worse than yeah if you if if you go into therapy and you just want the therapist to tell you mm-hmm. what you want to hear, then it's just going to reinforce your behaviors uh, yes. and make, probably make them worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Whereas the appropriate therapist will I mean, they... How do you identify them? Because I need to know this for myself. So how would you go about identifying this person out of a group of people? Try because I don't... Hmm. I'm not even certain why I need them exactly. Other than for legal reasons, I suppose. <laughs> to me, they're important just simply because it's somebody outside your life yeah they reframe stuff and they're a neutral party who like you could talk about your family and they don't know your family and you could talk about your girlfriend boyfriend whatever and they don't know your girlfriend boyfriend whatever you could talk about like secret shit as long as it's not like super illegal like you're killing somebody you could talk about anything and they won't report it Mm -hmm. that's also another thing like unless you're gonna harm somebody so like it is like where you talked about the mo- talk about the most fucked up shit. So like it does take like finding somebody who vibes with you or like 
some people have like a lot of like just childhood issues and they want somebody who feels like very safe and like a parental figure but like I've always tried to have like younger therapists because like I feel like they understand like more where I'm coming from if I'm like yeah I just really need to smoke weed and like that's how I need to get through this situation and like you talk about shit and just reframe it and yeah like sometimes they will and like there are therapists that specialize in athletes there are therapists mm-hmm. yeah. that specialize in, like, you actually have to do research. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just be like, yeah, you gotta do your okay, research. the first thing that pops up on my insurance is bingo! Mm-hmm. Like, and expect it to work. It may work, it may not. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's true. How do you know if your therapist is being manipulative or not? Or how do you know if it's a bad seat? But you said trial and error, I guess. So you yeah, say. yeah. And they have to be willing to call you out on your bullshit. Mm. Facts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's the most important thing to me that a therapist does is that like, if, and he won't only call me out on my bullshit, he will make me acknowledge why I was being mm. called out on my bullshit. <laughs> and so I am now more likely to, you know, that's that's what a pet therapist's goal is. Yeah. is call you out yeah. on your bullshit, but give you a safe place to be able to spew your bullshit. Too. But you also, like, picked up techniques to kind of pivot your behavior when mm-hmm. you write or in, like, scenarios and you just don't want to like behave the way you've behaved in the past or just like oh like alternate do you think people have like it's an issue because people come in with certain expectations and then they could be like disappointed if they're like oh i feel like i should reach this result and then they don't get to what i mean i think that there's a lot of people that it's not even going in with like unrealistic expectations because a good therapist can like pretty readily tell you Hmm. like what they like point a to point b like no therapist is gonna sell like sell you the fucking moon and be like oh yeah it'll be just like a month or two yeah (laughs) oh also (laughs) (laughs) one thing that we've really gotten good at is noticing when so Things can go very well and you haven't even noticed because you're so focused on, like you were saying, what they expect a certain result. Mm-hmm. So they could be focused on achieving this one. Imagine like that, that you have a half circle of, you know, 180 degrees of different, you know, success you could have. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're focused on 15% that you haven't uh-huh. made any any progress in, but the other 85 is amazing. Yeah. If you're just, you know, so if like... Basically, everything, this was what happened to us. Everything in our life was shit when we were hanging out together. So, like, if money still sucked, well, hey, you know what? We, we One day I was like, we really like each other. Like, I really genuinely like you. And she was like, yeah, holy shit. And then just so we just, and oh, shit, like, we're really good with cats. Or, you know, whatever it was, we managed to hang on. Whatever progress we were making. Yeah. That was enough, and I think that that that's has... a lot of positive reinforcement. That's a lot of like... also, yeah. If you're with each other during such like 
I I don't know. Like you just you just grow from this point on. There's only yeah. it just gets better. You yeah. know, and like, also that way you don't have to teach yourself to like yourself. You have a million fucking reasons. Mm-hmm. You've given yourself a reason every day. Like, mm-hmm. well, I did that awesome thing yesterday. Hey, I did the sixteen awesome things today. Like, you just keep building the pile of sit on. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean, definitely helps with a, a partner for sure. Because I, I have issue with self love for sure. And then when you're when you just can't throw another rock into the pile. They can toss a couple mm-hmm. pebbles in your yeah, pond, yeah, and yeah. that is the key to the yeah. whole thing. That's where the partnership really comes into it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this is probably a sin to ask, but who is your favorite cat of the one? <laughs> it's very direct question, but the cats aren't listening. You so have to pick one. Have to pick one. Or just pick one you want to highlight at least, but also the one you like the most. <laughs> um. Well, today is. Our first cat, Scotch a Day. Uh, we got her three years ago. Mm-hmm. So, so that, um, is that her, her birthday, though, right? No, like, she was about four months old okay. when we got her. Um, oh. She was tiny, mm. little black kitten with one eye. But it's like her adopted oh, day. Yeah. One eye, yeah, yeah. She had, she uh, had an infection in her eye, but she was in an Arm and Hammer commercial anyway. <laughs> yeah, whoa, uh, whoa. yeah. So we were in an Arm and Hammer commercial with her. I was. Just yeah. dying of allergies because she was shedding so much. Oh so I didn't even so speak. Terrifying. I was just red. <laughs> oh, Wait, so she doesn't have, she only has one eye? Yeah. yeah. So and, she, and you give her like a cool eye patch? No, no, but I gave her the world's longest name. All of, her, all of her cats have long names. Okay, wait, wait. Yeah, we have They're unused. Wait, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> they're, yes, they're, they're completely unused. So this cat's name is Cat. Because she acts like a cat. Like, she just does cat shit. Stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and she's very saucy and flirty and... Uh, yeah. And her name at the vet and on paperwork is Baylor Jameson Odin's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> because Baylor is the Irish giant that only has one eye and every time he opens his eye, death and destruction reigns. <laughs> Hello. She was four-month-old kitten. <laughs> I love this um, And she was also supposed to be male. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> so, uh, Jameson is Jamie's first name and Odin's daughter is daughter of Odin. Odin only had one eye. And, mm. Yeah, there you mm. go. So, and then we... Uh, so that's one cat. Yeah. That's one. <laughs> what are the other three? What are their Chairman names? Chairman Mao. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, there is Kiki Biggie Small. <laughs> the pronunciation of that one. Right? His name yeah, is yeah, actually Forfin. Yeah, we call her Forfin. Aww. Uh, and then there is Corporal Poppy Danger Foof. Her name is just Fufa. Fufa is what I call her. She's my love. She's this fluffy little cat who... She was feral. We stole her because she was our our, our Forfin's sister. Uh-huh. They were in the same litter of strays. And she fished Forfin out of a car engine. Uh, she was oh. stuck in there and she was meowing, so she fished her out. And then a cold snap came and we knew that uh, Foof was still alive. So we had our neighbor trap her and give her to us. And she lived in our house five months. We never petted her. We would snatch touches of her here and there. And she's the softest thing on planet Earth. She is. And she, lo- now she just loves me. So she's always 
bunting on me, rubbing on me, jumping on me, purring on me. And she bites me constantly. So I'm like covered in scratches all over me and like tiny I'm, little toe back. But I love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I is that love... your favorite? <laughs> Mao is my favorite. Mao. He is a big gray and white cat who she has a sort of adopted daughter who was in a mental institution. She had to go to a mental institution. She was involuntarily committed and her cat was given to successive people and he like he, he spent a month in locked in a room with like four dogs outside barking at him and so when he got to us like he was matted and a mess and like he just he saw me and he was bad. just he was just really oily and like he had had that stress shed and he we just like just bumped heads immediately and he was just my best friend right out of the gate so he is the shit. He's like a lion on the prowl. He owns the neighborhood. <laughs> He's gotten on the train with me. This uh, like, as we live on the lays down in the street. Yeah, because when, when he's mad that we're leaving without him, he'll leave oh. him lay in the street. Oh, so, my wow. God. That is so much confidence. My God, he's and it's not even yelling. He They're all indoor outdoor cats because we leave the basement window open so they can get in and out. Uh-huh. The but then they all make us open the door. Yeah, <laughs> are they all verbal with you? Like, do they all vary? Yeah, yes. okay, yeah, yeah. They all have they, different vocal and yeah, but the and they same all have different purrs. Yeah, yeah. Because I've never like really lived with a cat before, but this past week I was living, I was like saying my girlfriend's house and living like with their cat, and there, I was like literally in a room having a conversation with the cat. It was amazing because I, I would like shoot me out, and I somehow <coughs> knew what she was talking about. Did you like? Do you feel like you have that kind of yeah. rapport mm-hmm. with your cats? Yeah, right. It's it's, it's very interesting. <laughs> they're, so they're much more like people than that. You know, we expect them to be like dogs, but dogs are hypersocial, and people are not hypersocial. Mm. We are like cats, and you know, we gotta f- kind of figure out what the fuck. Do we like? Her? Do I like you? I don't know if I like you. Maybe don't fucking touch me in the face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it'd be weird if somebody just grabbed you. And hey, hey, you know, I don't even really like girls that I don't know hugging me for no reason. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Don't touch me. But uh, so, yeah. I, I, Cats, when you stop expecting them to act like dogs, then they are, are act like. So I just call them cat people, and they're just our people. Mm-hmm. And so they go where they want when they come with us when they want. Mm-hmm. We took two. <laughs> the one's dead now. <laughs> he got hit by a car because uh, he was deaf in one ear. He was missing an ear, and he was missing his tail because he got caught in a car engine. Cool. Uh, which is why we saved Forfin, which his name was Forfin, and he she is exactly like him. Only she saved him before. I I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if I'm getting too new agey, but <clears throat> it was like we had a do over with Forfin. Like mm. she could save him before he got ripped his t- tear in the tail. Well, of the she acts the same. It's... We we will also mm. refer to Forfin as Biggie. Mm. Yeah, because our names cause for Biggie, Biggie at from Weedman. Weedman. <laughs> Why is he named after Biggie? Because he's the shit. He would yeah. always deliver to our house during COVID, oh, and that's wow. when we got him. That's awesome. And uh, and he he loved he loves he loves us so like yeah. he'd come to the house, hang out with us, and he loves the cats. And oh, yeah. you know he's such a big nice guy, and he's just no, he's, he's a sweetheart of a dude. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jesus, he's humongous. Mm-hmm. But to differentiate them, that's why she's Biggie Small. And yeah, and she was <laughs> when we got she, her, she was like four weeks old, so she was tiny, uh, tiny, tiny. And like wow. she, she could sit in my hand, and she I had tiny little either been attacked hands. by a dog or a raccoon. And like we were thinking that we were gonna have to do like they had they had estimated like five thousand dollars surgery. 
But it turned out because, she just infected it by yeah. her stomach. So I was like, <laughs> her right, stomach was all swollen, and they I, thought it was going to be surgery. Yeah, but. so they thought she had a hernia. Oh. And so, like, I'm sitting there and like I'm doing the dawn flea bath, and I picked her up, was drying her off, and I was like, oh god, is <laughs> 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 all her. Pus was draining up. Uh, yeah, the wound had come out like because uh, I couldn't. It w- I guess was through, like the joint in her leg, or like ooh. right near it. So it was hidden. Uh, yeah, that was. She's our little homebody, but she's. That's uh, good thing you. Did, so you didn't have to do surgery. No, you didn't. That's... No, they're all healthy oh, as good. shit, and yeah, and so they they're indoor outdoor cats, and they kind of, they go and come and go whenever they want, but. Mm. Well, they've gotten really good. Like Mao has taught them, he likes to play with frogs, so show them to frog, softball them and mm-hmm. not kill them. So uh, they do eat slugs, but that they don't, mostly don't kill yeah. birds or uh, except spring fever. They did. There was there was an apocalypse of birds. They yeah they were killing birds left and right. I think uh, in twenty four hours they killed four birds. Oh my <laughs> god! Wait, is Ma- is Mao the leader of the cats? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for cat. Yeah, cat. Uh, hates cat him. hates his guts. Well, she hates him, loves him. But he's he's kind of the protector and yeah. But she's a fucking badass. One time a dog stuck his nose through the the just across the threshold of our house and our front stairs go right down to the front door and uh, she jumped from the middle of the stairs through the railing, hit the dog in the face and knocked him down the front steps. Oh and then God. he didn't run off, so she jumped on his face like a like a xenomorph from Alien. Whoa. Bang. Hit him in the face it was and then a pro flipped, wrestling move. flipped him like it was a judo move. So like the momentum of her just wrapping her body around his face as she was going over, flipped him and he flipped in the air and landed flat on his back and just ran away screaming. It was amazing. Whoa. And his owner was like, "Oh my god, we should have gotten that whole world star." <laughs> oh my god, you know a lot of different uh, martial arts. Is that the cat? Is that the, what is the umbrella of uh, martial? All the different. Combat. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called martial arts. Okay, yeah. so I was like looking at Brendan, and I thought for some reason how you looked at me, I was like, oh no, is that wrong? No, because like, you asked wrong? me, I made myself reconsider what I knew about martial arts. So. I've done a huge anyway, series yeah. on the history of martial arts. But I, yeah. have you? How many different um, things have you been trained <clears throat> in? Have you done? Like, so I, I was in a. Back in the day when Fight Club came out, we were all very, very excited about it. And it was also <laughs> UFC. UFC had happened, and I wrestled, in, internet. I wrestled in college. So, like, uh, I started going to these Jeet Kune Do. It was a club. It wasn't exactly – it was very freeform, more like Bruce Lee probably, Bruce Lee's style. But the way that they teach it in a lot of Bruce in, – in JKD schools is very formulaic, whereas – this was a club where everybody came in with a different martial arts background and we all taught each other what we knew. Whoa. And then it was done very fight club style. So we would go to different gyms, open open mats and fight against them in their different styles and shit. And uh, then because I was a fucking weirdo, I used to, I was on fightclub.co.uk, which was this message board where all these kids talked all this shit about how they were... Uh, in these fight clubs. So I used to meet up with people and beat the brakes off them to show them that you don't want to go barehanded with anybody because it's stupid. So I'd make them do the first round with gloves and then I'd be like, 
So do you want to switch to bare hands? And they're like, nope. Because <laughs> nope. oh, yeah. that was before MMA gloves were real, like, mm. common. And yeah. uh, back then, if you wore a tap-out shirt or you had a tap-out sticker on your truck, it meant you could kill everybody with your bare hands. Like, it meant you were a bad motherfucker instead of just some fat white dude who lives in the suburbs. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> like, tap-out meant something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. But, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, so I did that. And then, um... There was a gym in Tucson that all these UFC fighters used to train in, but it was just a high school gym. And so everybody would come in and we'd just pay five bucks a month to keep the lights on and we'd all train. So I used to roll with like uh, Don Fry, who was UFC champ, and uh, Joe Riggs, who fought in the UFC, and uh, a couple other guys. And, and so we would just go in there and train. One room was without geese and the other room was with geese. And uh, that was like judo more. And my ex-wife uh, was a college wrestler and a freestyle state champ in wrestling. So she would do judo, and then I would go in there and annoy her and then go back into the nogi room. And, and So you also have type. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely, I'm all into the, I like an equal. I, I shield maidens. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm into yeah. a girl who, you know, I like the girl who's strong on plow. Yeah. My ex-wife once pulled a dude out of the car that he was driving. As he was driving. Oh, wow. And beat the shit out of him for cutting me off in a parking lot. Whew. Yeah, she uh, she was very hot-headed. But she was an electrical engineer who got bored with electrical engineering and switched to <laughs> yeah. neurology. And she's a neurologist now. Whoa. So, yeah, she... Cool. Uh, Still electrical engineering. Yeah, she... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Wiring. Well, yeah, Wiring. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah. So true. Oh, and when she first went, did it, I was like, it's just because you want to poke people in the brain. And she was like, yeah, and see which part moves. And I was like, I Oh, my that. God. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't say shit because she saved, helped save my life. Yeah. yeah, she helped diagnose when she was having problems walking. She realized it that was she... was doing parts of heavy metal poisoning. Yeah, she was drinking Whoa. these protein shakes that uh, were giving her heavy metal poisoning. And, like, her hair and shit was falling out. Like, she was in a shambles when she was like, it's got to be protein shakes. And I was like, she's drinking this thing. And then she went, no, the GNC things. The GNC, oh, it's only the GNC ones. So, like, the no, Fairlife ones. Well, a, no, there's a well the Fairlife ones. ones in the grocery stores and stuff like that, those are rad. The GNC ones fucking sucked, though. They, they gave her selenium they, poison, yeah, copper so poison, all that other shit. So I was, we were going to renew our wedding vows. Uh, my parents were going, were taking us on a cruise. And so uh, one of my friends, who is a IFBB pro, uh, gave me a bodybuilding diet. And so I was doing it. The problem is, is I don't necessarily like eating six times a day. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those, oh shit, I just remembered to eat and it's like 11.59. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my first meal's at night. Why? Why am I so hungry? Yeah. <laughs> no, that was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> And like you're eating a lot each no, meal, right? You're not it was eating chicken what are you eating? Six and times a day. Vegetables. I eat six to ten times a day. He doesn't That's have a so stop many times to eat. I have to pack him snacks. I I spend twenty dollars on protein shakes every day for work. It just takes up so much time <laughs> to like eat. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> I found something. I found something that tasted good, wasn't gritty. Because goddamn, do I hate fucking like protein powder. Mm. It's gross. Mm. Um, it's always there's always a slight chunky gritty. So I found RTDs, which are ready to drink. And so I mean, I was drinking like six of them a day. Oh, wow. So what they do, because they're actually just for dieting, uh, they're not actually for bodybuilding, mm. is they supplement because like when people go keto and stuff like that, yeah. you lose out <coughs> large amounts of very, very, very important neurochemicals. Yeah. So they supplement it. Well, the problem was... I was having like one and a half times the uh, USDA dosage, but she was doing that for weeks. So she yeah, looked, she looked fantastic, and then all of a sudden the wheels fell off. Like she was getting back down to like yeah, the, I the, stopped the, being the, able to walk. She was killing it in the gym. Like dudes were watching her lift, and yeah. and uh, and then all of a sudden, like her hair just started falling out. And within two weeks, she couldn't walk. We were like, she was walking with a cane, like an old lady. So we called my ex-wife because we were just like, I was just like, this is a Hail Mary. I don't know. She's going to fucking die. I don't know what the hell's wrong with her. And so she helped diagnose her on the phone. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And, but that was part of it. And then the rest of it just happened to coincide with, I think it was, I had gotten into a fender bender. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, like a year before and through stress and constantly hunching at work. Mm. Um, you know, I just basically pinched every nerve in my body. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's oh. fun. That's a lot of fun. Oh, God, I gotta keep myself not tense. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you, the key is if you get into a car accident, the chiropractor isn't, to my, to my mind, the chiropractor is not the important part. The important part is getting the, the there's going to be all kinds of nodding in your neck from Whatever had happened, your muscles will be out of place and they will glue themselves together to keep you from being injured. And that's why you get stiff. Hmm. Stretching doesn't get rid of that. You have got to get deep tissue massage to get the knots out. And then your headaches go away. You're able to move your head. And, I, and I'm speaking from personal experience. We got like, a massage yeah, since no, we had an I love, I love massages. Like, I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're pro-massage here. Yeah. Yeah. Schedule. Yeah. 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 Yeah, how how often would you say is like a good amount of time to like frequently get a massage? Like, is it like is it once a week good for you? Is I kind of I just do self massage yeah. constantly. So I and like, we have a muscle scraper made by what is his name? Uh, so my buddy Chris Duffin uh, owns a company called Kabuki, and they make this thing called a Myo Rock, and it's like this metal. It's a weird. It looks like a Vulcan. It looks like a Vulcan weapon. You know that yeah. that, that like punch dagger thing that's yeah. like a circle. Yeah, you know yeah. That, you know yeah. So it looks like that, and uh, you use it to like you just kind of scrape on oh, your skin. To scrape, it's a scraper, and then we have a little one for your face. Yeah. Mm, cool. And so what that does is it's like massage and releases the fasciae. And... Yeah. That's rad. That's really but good. it really. Really, that helps with your headaches. Because yeah. I, yeah. I got into some bad, like I, I flipped a car being a jackass, and uh, and with the lifting, and then getting into fist fights and headbutting shit, and like 
everything that I did in my life uh, led to my whole head and neck being knotted up and that's where all my headaches and shit came from. I haven't had headaches really in a while. You really got to take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. As you guys know, but you got like, yeah, I, I mean, thank you for just sharing the great wealth of information. Um, I, I also did want to ask, this going to be my last question, I don't keep saying, <laughs> but pardon no, no. you guys. Um, um, uh, like talking about uh, your travel, you guys have, or have, have you, you've been to a lot of different parts of the U.S. or you've seen mainly on the East Coast? I've been all over the U.S., Asia, and Europe. And the world. Someone, so yeah, yes. you did, you've done. Yeah, I studied in Beijing for a year uh, and then Ooh. went to Tibet and Inner Mongolia and Hong Kong and Macau. And then I did uh, grad school in Austria and uh, then we drove from Austria through uh, Eastern Europe, like I drove, because my friends like to measure distance in beer, and that mm -hmm. doesn't work for driving, so <laughs> I drove while they drove. <laughs> and, uh, and so we went up from Vienna to Breslau, or up through Germany, uh, like to Berlin, and spent the night in Berlin, and went to Breslau, Poland, and then drove back down through like Slovenia, Slovakia, and yeah. all that, and then I did Italy, all over Italy, and wow. uh, all over the rest of Austria. Of all the places you visited. And then the Caribbean. What's like the, yeah. what, I don't know, which culture did you gravitate a lot toward? Or what did you take from each culture? Because oh, yeah. you probably like something in you, all of them. You've been exposed to so much, wow. When I was a kid, I developed a huge love for the Mongols and the Huns. And hmm. uh, so I was so excited to go to Mongolia. And they fucking loved me in Mongolia. So uh, I feel like I could go to like Ulaanbaatar and just live like a king there. I did. It, it, like, it was amazing. I felt like a coming home, even though I did an ancestry DNA. Like, I'm the most German person you ever met. And 1% Bantu. But, uh, but, um, uh, I, Vienna is my favorite place on earth. Vienna and Budapest, Hungary. Mm. I, I gotta love those two. There's beautiful cities. Everybody's awesome. The subways are amazing. And Budapest has the mm. oldest working subway in the world. Whoa. And it's the nicest. It's so cool. Even though the language is totally incomprehensible. <laughs> they got statues of Attila the Hun on like every street corner. It's fucking rad. Wow. How about you? Where's your favorite? St. Croix. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> she loves St. Croix. Yeah. See, I'm not as much of a... I'm more of a very relaxed traveler. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I mean, when you have social anxiety and general anxiety, you, you, like bouncing from country to country to country with no set schedule is... I get that. I get not, that. Yeah. Not fun. Yeah. Um, mm. So a relaxed traveler is a good traveler to be. There's no you can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah, because it's 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 hard enough for me to pick myself up out of where it's safe. Mm. Um, that like just bouncing around with no set, it just it makes me very nervous. Where have you mm. guys traveled together? Uh, or where do you want to go next? We went to St. Lucia uh, to an all-inclusive. Yeah. Uh, we, went on, we went on a Caribbean cruise with our parents. A ten, yeah, it was a 10-day over Christmas and New Year's. Ooh, nice. How was that? Interesting. Yeah. 
I'm not a fan of cruises. She likes mm. cruises. I'm more of a let's throw. Well, fuck it. If you got a backpack, let's get a backpack. If you don't, we'll just grab shit when we get there, mm-hmm. and we'll figure out where we're going when we get to the airport. I really like doing that. And uh, <laughs> so when I was in when I was in Europe, it's like the first step of any trip is buying Jägermeister, and then anything else can happen after that. We gotta have a couple of drinks before we even figure out where we're going. <laughs> and she, she is so. She's like, well, you I know. Don't drink. And, you know, oh. in, in, 20, in 2055, we could go on this cruise around the world. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about a cruise anywhere. Never mind a cruise around the world in 2055. And, like, I will go to a cruise if we have tickets. And, and I'm told that that is where I have to be at the appointed time. Provided there's a gym on the ship, I will go. Oh, yeah, and they I will be there. The you have to be yeah. careful. You'll tip the boat. I just can't. I, no, I, I, I'll go. I, like, I don't mind just lifting on machines. Like, I can get an awesome workout in a Planet Fitness. I don't care. So I'm not real. I'm not a snob about gyms. I, I'm not a, like, I look like a meathead. But uh, but I'm really, I, like, I've written about how lifting is an art and not a science. It really, to me, it's just something that you do for fun. I have huge shoulders because I really like lifting shoulders. It has nothing to do with, like, I want to look like this. It's just like, I like doing that. So I want to do it for a while. Mm. I was really good at squatting. So that was the record that I, I, I tied a record that I, I tied the squat record and broke the total record in powerlifting. And uh, it was just like, mm. the squat was just easy for me. So, mm. and then the deadlift where I was drunk. Mm. And towards bicep. On one of them. Yeah. Yeah. At one meet. And so, what? Yeah. You can see it on the internet. Oh, you want to see something gross? It looks like a ghost punches me in the bicep. Oh my god! <laughs> you can see it. You can see it tear. And I stopped pulling for a second. Oh, and, uh, and it's so I had pulled six oh six, and I broke my hand pulling six oh six as my warm up because it was so light. And uh, so I was really feeling myself that day. And wow. uh, and so I broke it because I slammed the weight so hard back into the ground because I was like, motherfucker, yes, because it was such a light pull. And, um, and then the second pull, I, uh, I tore my bicep with six. Wow. Well, we'll have to show the people where to find that just because it's an audio podcast. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. The video we're seeing. No, no, but we definitely would love to see it. So let's, uh, let's sign off and then let's, you know, I, I mean, Thank you guys so much for God, coming this on amazing. the episode. Yeah. I do want to see your grossed out reaction to my punched in the bicep. Oh, no, I'll show you. Yeah, we're we're going to absolutely oh, watch right, it as word. soon as we nice. stop recording. Yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious. I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll you, guys, you guys are going to have reaction. to find this video. Yeah, you're going to have to look it up so that you guys can see it too. Um, sorry, any last thing you guys want to plug or say or add or any last words? This is an amazing setup, by the way, because I totally forgot we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mission accomplished. Yes, uh, that is. Uh, so, Plague of Strength is my website. I don't really have anything to uh, plug right now, but I'm. I call myself the People's Champion of History. Yeah. I, uh, I I like writing about strength training history, but I write about martial arts. And uh, lately, I've just been kind of writing about anything that interests me, like. The, they, the Harappans in ancient India had, uh, like 4,500 years ago, had flush toilets. Wow. And they lifted with kettlebell, kettlebells. So, uh, wow. yeah, no wars, flush toilets, and they lifted weights. And mm. I don't think we advanced much since then, have we? Mm. We're still doing the same shit. We only just reinvented the toilet. That's why history is so amazing. Yeah. 
like it's just yeah it's just it that's Anyway, you wanted to sign off. That's what I'm plugging. No, no but that's fantastic. Everybody learn yes. shit. Yeah, learn shit. And we want to know when your podcast is. Uh... Oh, yeah. So Breakthrough Secrets is uh, where I'm going to be having the podcast, the Breakthrough, Breakthrough Secrets podcast. Uh, the details haven't been finalized yet, but uh, that's apparently who's going to host it right now. Unless, yeah, well. Unless, we'll, we'll unless last podcast that. on the left just is like, yeah, we want you to do a history podcast. And I'd be like, yes. Well, that, would be awesome. that was my dream. That is my dream of dreams. A history Very version of the last podcast. Oh. And Tara, anything? Uh, you're, you're, I mean, you're just amazing. <laughs> you're just awesome. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Brendan no. Jordan, you guys have... <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we got some shows uh, to promote. Uh, we got some... Uh, the Late Night Hump uh, show tomorrow will be myself and Vince Capizzi along with uh, me. Tonight, probably, when people are listening. Right? Wednesday, when people yeah. are listening. Wednesday, whatever. The final Wednesday. Hump of the month. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just like follow us on oh, Late Night shit. Hump and uh, keep listening because we're gonna keep having more guests. And thank you guys for being such excellent guests. It's just it's the, so the podcast is already fun because you're hanging out, you're smoking weed, but when you have like amazing people telling amazing stories, oh my amazing. God, yeah. it just is what is it amazing? And yes. you guys also got a world record of only one on the challenge <laughs> list. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! Yeah. Um, no, I, no, we two. definitely named two. Or three. Um, no, yeah. I definitely I named over never, over ten of them. Yeah. I, in one story, oh my I named in one story, I named six. I could. Yes, you want me to rip them off right now? Oh yes. my god! Rip them off. You, should just, yeah. you should just give him eleven. I think he was at eleven. Okay. Least, yeah. Or a dozen. I I I mean, okay. I remembered him. I don't know. I feel like you could yeah. get like two hundred. I don't know. You're just yes, gonna, I could. I oh, could yeah, get way easily. more than two hundred. I. Yo, you can just go, yeah. You, okay, you yeah, we're yeah. gonna sign up here, people. But if you going want to, to... <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 this is allowed. Don't worry, you have to spay in your your pets. Um, yeah, thank well, you all for for <laughs> listening to Sessions with Mary Jane. Uh, we're gonna just keep recording so we can just get this uh, record break and uh, get the. Out. Reaction shot. All right, like nice. Because yes. I know Jamie wanted us to react yeah. on the actual my dad, podcast. My dad was so, he hated me for showing that video. He was oh, really pissed wait. at me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got to see this. Yeah. All right, so yeah. Okay. And then you can name it while we're watching it. And then once once the thing happens, everybody will know that we've seen it. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to keep rolling. So, uh... <laughs> oh, shit. Is that... Did you see? Or it sounds like it happened already. Oh, wow. no, I missed it. Was that so? You got real quick. Yeah, it is. But you gotta look, look at my left arm. Left arm. Okay, gotcha. So the one on this side. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's midway through the pole when I stop halfway up. Uh, did you see it? Yeah, it like moved a little bit, right? Oh no, it went from it was down here and then it went up to here, so it was stuck in my armpit, and oh. I just so oh, I got so I got to here, oh, I got to what? here, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see my bicep snap and go into my shoulder. Oh, my we didn't understand it. And so I stopped here and. When I stopped here, it wasn't because I went, oh, ow. I went, oh, fuck, I have no insurance. And I went, so I was <laughs> yeah. like, should I finish it? Fuck it, I'll finish it. So I finished it. Oh, my God. Now that we understand it, let's watch. 
So yeah. we're high. We forgot where the buy circuit. <laughs> it, it is funny that like, your mind does go. It's like it's like as soon as like, you oh know something God. bad, like, like there's no question of something bad happening to you. You already know. So now you're just like, how am I gonna deal with the fallout of this? Yeah. Well, and I already. I mean, that was the heaviest pole I had ever had in a meet, but I had expected to go like 50 pounds heavier. Uh. So. Uh, oh, so you were gonna keep going after? Like, oh like, yeah, that was my. It. That was only my second attempt. Uh. I was supposed to go up another 50 pounds because my first pull was so. E- it just. I just went bang, and I was like. Whoa! And then slammed it in the thing because I was like, fuck yeah! And then they gave me no lift on my first pull because I slammed it into the ground so hard. And, uh, yeah. But, so here we go. Okay, uh, yeah. So, I don't know how many we have. We have 11. Think... <laughs> All right, so we got Franco Colombo with Vince Taylor. Uh, I'll just start li- li- listing Mr. Olympias. Yeah. We've got, uh, we start with Larry Scott. Then it's... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Franco Colombo. Uh, oh shit! I'll just get Mike Mentzer. I'm not gonna name all of them. Chris Dick, Mike Mentzer, Chris, Chris Dickerson. Uh, this is harder to do than I thought because you're just random name. I can mm-hmm. just name names. <laughs> yeah. You were so confident. Samir Banout, Chris Dickerson, uh, Mr. America, Bill Pearl, Mr. America, Steve Reeves. Floyd <laughs> Peterson. Uh, let's see. Boyer Co. Uh, Jim Hayslop. And then we'll go Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman. Uh, God damn it. Blood and God Story and Yates. Uh, I went out drinking. Uh, the, I went bar hopping with Chris Cormier. I just have to. I said it because I needed to remember his name. No, no, like while I was bar hopping with Chris Cormier, Mel interviewed Brendan. Shit, he was a Mr. Olympia at the time. It's you, Brendan. But he was only he was only Mr. Olympia once. Uh, Fuck it, I guess I'm not gonna get that one. Uh, Come back to you. uh, Yeah. uh, So let's let's see who else can we name. Uh, We've got. God damn, this is harder. Hi. This is exactly why you're Cool, cool, cool. Alright, so um Oh now my brain is <laughs> Roland Sherlock, and that is spelled C Z I U R L O K. Uh then we have Roland uh Gunter Schleerkamp, who was in um, what a name! Yeah, Gunter <laughs> Schleerkamp was he was supposed to be the next uh, next Arnold, and he was in Beerfest. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw Beerfest. Movie, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, from yeah, the yeah, Super yeah, Troopers yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in that. Um, uh, I already said Ralph Moeller, uh, Dolph Lundgren. Uh, are we going to count Sylvester Stallone? He wasn't really a bodybuilder. He never competed. Lou Ferrigno. Right, because the, quali- the qualification. They have to have like, been like a competitive Okay, Lou Ferrigno. Right? Like, right? I already said Steve Reeves. Uh, then we've got... Uh, oh, man. Steve Michalik. Then there's... God. John Defendus. Those two guys trained together. Arnold trained with Frank Zane. Uh... Uh, did you know that Tommy Chong used to work the the front desk of Venice Beach, 
And uh, he was a bodybuilder. He was an avid bodybuilder. Tom like, Chong. Like yeah. Cheech and Chong? Yeah. Really? He, yeah, they, he used to smoke weed with uh, Zabo Kazuski, who was a competitive bodybuilder who managed really? that Gold's Gym at the time. Really? Wow. And, uh, so all those guys. Uh, Manny Perry, who was the uh, guy who played, he was the stunt double for the Incredible Hulk. He was this big, he was a black dude. And he was a competitive bodybuilder. He uh, he trained with them, and they all used to smoke weed in between lifts. Oh, yeah, they would, yeah, they would lift to smoke weed, and, and uh, it was, yeah, what a life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so then you have Pudgy Stockton, who was this awesome female bodybuilder of the uh, '60s, who didn't actually get to compete, but she was the acknowledged fe- best female bodybuilder of all time. There's also Pillow, that is her actual her stage <laughs> name. She's a burlesque dancer who does uh she's a drag king now and uh she was a competitive bodybuilder in the 80s she was really cool i've written a, a bio on her um then you have kim chizetsky which is a very hard, tough name to write vicky uh, uh vicky gates she was ronnie coleman's wife uh let's see we have phil heath he was also mr olympia then there's Brendan Curry is the guy's name. He was the one that uh, oh Bell was. Uh, she interviewed when uh, that's on TikTok. Uh, then we've got how, how many do we have now? You have forty-five. <coughs> you have okay, to be eighty-nine. Okay. Can I just write them down, or do I have to say them? It's easier for me to write them down. No, you gotta say. Oh, I gotta say them. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's an audio podcast. <laughs> God damn it! All right, so. We're still going, babe. I just remembered Brandon Curry's name because I was like, and my wife interviewed because it's yeah, harder yeah. to do than I thought. All right, so uh, Melvin Wells, who was a black bodybuilder who never got his due because he had awesome arms, but he was very black in a time when being black was not a good thing. Mm. Harold Poole was another guy who smoked a shitload of weed. He was a weed dealer. He was also the bouncer at the coolest teddy bar in New York City at the time. And narrowly missed out on the Mr. Olympia because also black. Also, um, Tara, if you want to chime in, I'm sure you know a lot because he said him a bunch of times. I've, yeah, I've probably forgotten a lot by this point. Uh, <laughs> Sergio Hall. Oliva's the first, uh, no, he's not a bodybuilder. Sergio Oliva's the first uh, black bodybuilder who, uh, who won the Mr. Olympia. Sorry, did you say him already? Yes, yeah, Sergio. No, yeah. I didn't. Lee Haney is another black Mr. Bo- uh, Mr. Olympia. So uh, I said Chris Dickerson. He was the first gay Mr. Uh, Olympia. Also Ready black. said him? Or you- I did Chris Dickerson. I, I, I've already said him. Uh, then let's see. Uh, we also have in that realm, we have... Uh, uh, what the hell is that little last body? I, I'm trying to... Uh, four foot eleven. Flavio Bacchianini. Flavio Bacchianini was 4 foot 11 wow. and a competitive bodybuilder who was known for standing on stage beside the uh, aforementioned Lou Ferrigno and Vince Taylor. Uh, and he was uh, just a tiny little counterpoint to them. He, but yeah, he was. <laughs> Those uh, two you just named, did you name them already? Yeah, I had already, okay. already named them. Just making sure. Um, <laughs> Roland Kickinger was the other guy who looked like Arnold, and he was. Uh, Gunter was born in the same city as him, but Roland was not, I don't think. In any event, as Arnold. Uh, yeah. Uh, then let's see. We also have. Did you get Franco? I did get Franco. He was one of the first guys I named. Um, Manfred Manfred Horborough. Uh, he had the largest arms ever measured on a like muscular arms ever measured on a human being. Twenty five inches. They were Whoa. bizarre looking, and uh, yeah, they were crazy. 
He's a super nice guy, too. Uh, I said Jay Cutler tonight. Uh, let's see. How many do I have? 52. Oh, okay. Yeah, so 89 is the, right? 89? Yeah, 89 is the record right now. Oh, goddamn. Yeah. All right. Um, what, you can get there. You know, what, okay. what country produces the most, like, uh, like a majority of either like the Mr. Olympia competitors, I guess it's like bodybuilders. Now it's right now it's the United States. Mm. But a uh, fun fact: before 1918, before uh, World War One, Austria was actually the place where all the lifters were. In mm. a time where there were only two gyms in all of France, there were 111 gyms in Austria, and uh, so I thought that was really good. And, and most of them were inside of Vienna, and uh, I I think that was really um, cool that. Uh, but it sucks for the Austrians that uh, World War One and World War Two killed all of their guys mm. off. Mm. Hermann Gorner was uh, from Germany. He actually fought in both World War One and World War Two, and was a competitive bodybuilder after both of them. Like that was wild, and a, and a competitive strongman. Uh, George Hackenschmidt, also a bodybuilder, and a uh, com- uh, Eugene Sandow was acknowledged as the first, uh, the first, like he was the first Arnold, basically. Uh, Bernard McFadden was a bodybuilder who was also the promoter of Eugene Sandow. He's a competitive bodybuilder. Uh, let's see. Then we have Tommy Kono was on the U.S. Olympic weightlifting team and a competitive bodybuilder. Uh, John Davis, first black guy to do both of those things and should have won the Mr. America. Uh, John Grimmick won the Mr. America and won a gold at the Olympics. Uh... Oscar, it's not Oscar Robinson, damn it. There was a little Jewish guy. Oh, uh, Oscar Isaacs. Isaacs. God damn it. He was this little, uh. <laughs> You're going to have to check that one. Yeah. No, 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 no. That one isn't, that isn't, uh, no. It, it's not Oscar Isaacs. No, no, I'm getting, his name is, fuck, it, his first name's Ike. He was this tiny little, um. He was the first Jewish guy to win a gold for the Americans in the Olympics. He might have been the first Jewish guy to win a gold in the Olympics. What year was this? Like uh, it was in the early, it was 1930s, and uh, he, he was a lightweight, god damn it, it doesn't really matter what his name was, but he was the first, he won a lightweight gold, he was also a bodybuilder, and he was jacked as fuck. Uh, it was cool, he, I mean, he was jacked for a, a guy who was 136 pounds. Yeah. But, um... The York bodybuilders were the guys who actually went out to Gold's Venice and got or Venice Beach and got it shut down because uh, they were fucking so many of the girls at, uh, at that they decided that they were a public health menace and like a, uh-huh. a menace to the morals of the girls <laughs> in LA. Oh, so because uh, they were they were living in houses that were just twenty dudes living in this boarding house that was run by this old lady who would just cook for all of them and. Uh, and Arnold lived there for a while, and they were all doing game for pay porn, and then just bringing chicks back, and just so it was just like fucking sluts at night, and then going and like brothel. getting their dick sucked every now and again <laughs> from some weird old guy, oh, and, you know, in front of the other <laughs> weird old guys. There was there was a house that they would go to that the owner of the house um, was a gay dude, and he uh, let this guy whose name also escapes me. Uh, uh, who was a Ken Sprague? Ken Sprague is another bodybuilder. Oh, sorry, yeah. uh, who he was uh, the editor of a, a bunch of bodybuilding magazines, but he was also a gay porn star. I forget his name, Colt something or other. 
but he was like the biggest gay porn star in the world at the time. At the same time, he was managing like muscle and fitness and he was living in this house that was uh, owned by this gay dude that had all these two-way mirrors in it where people would just go into these dressing rooms and change fully with the knowledge that they were doing it for the, you know, mm-hmm. sexual excitement of yes, all these random true. people behind the, yeah. the mirrors. But, um, yeah. yeah, all that gay shit was very well accepted back then. I don't know if you know about Scotty Bowers. There's a Netflix mm-hmm. documentary about they had a, a gas station where people used to just go and fuck in it. And pro bodybuilders did, like Steve Reeves, the Mr. America guy, who I had already named. You named. Him? Yeah. Is the guy well, you just named that, was he a bodybuilder? Ken Sprague, yeah. yeah okay. Yep, yeah. Uh, he was friends with Arnold. Arnold used to go to all those parties. Hmm. Uh, how many do I have now? 60. 60. I just want to, I'm trying to think of something that'll make me rip <laughs> off a bunch of names in a row. Mm-hmm. Jim Helwig was the ultimate warrior. He was a competitive bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ravishing Rick Rude was, Rick Rude, it's R-O-O-D was his actual spelling of his name, and he was a competitive bodybuilder and WWE wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so we have Tony Atlas, competitive bodybuilder. Uh... Uh, 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 Benny Poda and all them, or no? Ooh, Benny Poda was a, yeah, he was a competitor. Who's the one that had the pen talk? Oh, uh, shit. I don't remember his name. He was a world record holder in bench press. And I actually got to just uh, message with him back and forth over, he has all, he owned all these rad uh, exotic cars back in the day. Uh, Like, do you guys know what a Pantera is? No. It was basically like a Lambo, but it was made in America, and he got this thing up to 200 miles an hour in like 1979. Whoa. Which and Neves. the car is Pat the, Neves. Pat Neves, yes, Pat Neves is another one. Good call. <laughs> yeah, Terry. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a super nice guy, but a little, you know, a little brie. Then he lives in Arizona, mm. so mm. pay attention to that. But uh. That was the name of the guy who, uh... There's a really hot one in the book right after Neves. Looks like classic Starper. Oh, Scott Wilson. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott Wilson's another one. Rory Liedlmeyer. Uh, uh, what? The Blonde <laughs> Bomber, Dave Draper. Uh, we're watching the... Johnny Fuller. Um, the weightlifters endurance right now. The weightlifters persevere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's lifting these names. Adversity right now through the high. I'm not gonna make no, it. He can't ever lose anything. You're at 69. I I actually uh, I I gave myself pneumonia once uh, beating beating the gym record for a, a CrossFit onboarding workout. The record was held by a Navy SEAL. I hadn't run a step in like 10 years. But I refused to lose, and uh, so I beat the gym record and gave myself walking pneumonia. And I ended up losing that job. The job, I had to do that fucking workout for a job, uh, working for Wattify, which was, they make uh, software for uh, uh, babe, CrossFit. Babe, <coughs> let's not get everybody sued. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, yeah, I ended up losing that job, and, uh, <laughs> and I had pneumonia when I did it. Like, I worked through... 10-hour days, 12-hour days through a month of pneumonia. When I was finally better, they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, you don't need to come back. You're good. I was like, because I took two days off. I was like, let me just sleep the last of it off. The doc said, because I finally went to the doctor, and the doctor was like, 
You are a fucking moron. Why are you even here? Your temperature's 102. I was like, I feel pretty good. I was about to go to the gym. And he was like, get the fuck out of my office and go lay in a bed. So, yeah. I had been... I had sweated through my mattress. I had to throw the thing away. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it was a wreck. It was a rough month. Yeah, but uh, yes, yeah, so I refuse to lose. Yeah, well, you got 69. Fuck you, pneumonia. Hey, 69 is a pretty awesome number. 69. Not going to make it to 89? Huh? Well, yeah, but you want to be the winner who stops at 69. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're definitely that's the top true. five now, I'd say, of the, the scores in this. Uh, uh, it's up to you because I can keep going, but I know you have to get home because we have to go to bed. That's fine. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating snacks. I'm going. <laughs> Where did you get snacks? Yeah, I brought them with me. They're my dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, this is like the after hours portion of the podcast. Like, yeah, we've time. never run it. This is probably the longest episode. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, I hope we didn't talk too much. No, no. no oh, my gosh. We Like, that's the thing. It's very natural, free form. Like, it just... It just you know, ends when it ends naturally. We don't we don't do too much editing on these either. Like it's just because when you're having a conversation, you know, while blazed with people and doing a silly challenge like this, it just you know, it just goes. Dave places. Hawk, David Durst. See, <laughs> there you go. Seventies, oh, but we yeah, went on just... a long tangent. There's just also you guys have like a lot, a lot of good shit, like oh, you yeah. know that you were talking about. So like it's yeah, I don't know. It's hard to cap. How do you cap it? You know, that's the way I remember. You don't. <laughs> 24 hours. No. Okay. The way I remember their two names was I was trying to remember. So I used to date Heinrich Kimmler. What were their names? David Durth and David Hawk. I used to date okay. oh, a girl related to Heinrich Kimmler. And, uh, and so I was trying to remember who fucked her in the bathroom of the gym. And it was David Durth. And then I remembered that Dave Hawk had this stupid name that was Mike like, Hearn. Oh, Mike O'Hearn. Yeah. He is the greatest bodybuilder who is living today. He uh, actually holds a Guinness World Record for being on the most ma- uh, romance, novel, romance novel covers. <laughs> he's hot as fucking shit. He kind of looks like he's made of plastic, but he's <laughs> like Sorry. 55 or something like that. Still, when I say gorgeous, painful to look at. He's so pretty. And uh, he, uh, yeah, Mike O'Hearn was his name. He was on American Gladiators. He was on Battle Dome. Uh, he was a professional powerlifter. He was a professional bodybuilder. He, and now he's just a gorgeous 55-year-old dude who's in competitive bodybuilding shape at all times mm. and can rep out 450 on the bench. Like this. Waits, anybody else will be squatting. And he's just like, oh, did I tell you I'm 55 and I'm the most beautiful thing you ever saw? Oh, yeah, here you go. Yeah, yeah. Why, why Correction, he's 52. Oh. But, and yeah, the most well, beautiful man at, on planet. He wow. makes The Rock look like a dog. Oh, yeah. my God. Does that kind of swagger also make him more attractive? Because, like, he's very impressive, but also he's, he's, like, doing it in this way where it's, like... He, oh, that's why you remembered his name. Because so Because Handler? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because she tried to follow him into the bathroom to suck his dick at the, uh, at the Olympia one time. Oh. Yeah, it, I, I was like, go get it. If you can get it, if you oh can make it happen, God. go get it. Go get it. <laughs> he played Superman in the best. Uh, oh, Clark Bartram's another one. Wow. Uh, he pl- there was a great short film called Batman Dead End that is Clark Bartram as Batman, Mike O'Hearn as Superman, and they are beating the shit out of each other with the best Joker in the world mm. behind him. It's online, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah, then uh, 
Predator shows up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's fucking dope. And then Alien shows up. Yeah, it's super dope. Yeah, it's 73. All right. Yeah, I'm doing it now. Here we go. All right. (sighs) Just have to relax my brain. You guys are helping so much. (laughs) Jack Lane. Uh, All right. Charles Atlas? Yeah, Charles Atlas definitely qualifies, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Uh, Earl Liederman is another one who is a... Yeah, he fits. Burt Goodrich founded the first modern gym. Louis Attila was the founder of the first gym in America that uh, was like a... It wasn't the first public gym open to Americans, but it was the first thing you'd think of as a modern American gym. Hmm. And uh, he, it was open to both men and women. And uh, he also trained people of any color. It was pretty rad. And that was in New York City. <coughs> uh, I already said Eugene Sandow, uh, who was his people. And uh, then let's see. We have Eugene Levy, who was a competitive bodybuilder, and he was also the guy who won the weightlift, the first gold in weightlifting in the Olympics. Uh, let's see. Boy, my brain's on all this old shit. My brain's filled with ancient boxers right now. (laughs) (laughs) I wish he was kidding. (laughs) Very poetic, actually. Uh, Johnny Colombo was not Franco Colombo. There was a Johnny Colombo as contemporaneous. contemporaneous. Uh, There was also Johnny Maldonado, who was of that era, and he was very short. (laughs) Then we had... Lee yes. Sabra, who was short and jacked. And what other manlets do we have? Uh, Mighty Adam? Oh, yeah, the Mighty Adam, Joe Greenstein. Ike Berger was the guy I was talking about earlier. So give me that one. He was the little Jewish guy. Uh, yes. That's yours. All right. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so there, were there two names you said? I mean, you said one. Oh, no, no. I, the, his name I, uh, was the Mighty Adam. Joe Greenstein was his name. Uh, then we have... Uh, oh, shit. I had a couple other ones. Uh, Steve Stanko, who was an Olympic weightlifter who won gold in the Mr. America. Uh, I said Beyond Defenders. I'm trying to think of the crazy people. Uh, Lola Montez? No. No. Lola Montez was awesome. She was the first like action star in America and she was a woman and she was a courtesan who started a revolution in Germany that actually sent all of the crazy ass weightlifting revolutionary Democrats that lived in Germany to the United States and they formed all of the gyms in America. Wow. Lola Montez did that. She was a drunken fucking maniac who did all these crazy-ass sword fights and was considered to be one of the greatest swordswomen of all time. And she was trained by this guy whose name was Colonel Thomas Hoyer Monstery, who's my vote for the most interesting man in the world. He trained another woman right after her who was really like the official first action star because where Lola Montez was really popular and it was based on her looks and her action. Uh, The other one whose name was... Fuck... (laughs) It's not part of the list. I just wrote the whole. Series. I just wrote the series on these two, Lola Montez and ah, uh, god damn it. Anyway, she was also one of the champion swordswomen, and like, so he trained all these uh, swordswomen, and they ended up like becoming all these badass women, and like, 
Action, action theater in the at the time and suffragettes yeah. would beat the brakes off people if they wouldn't give them their way in real life. And like when because women had a real problem with like they had to have a manager who was basically like a pimp who would go and fuck up people if they wouldn't pay. Well, Lola Montez and what is her fucking name? Had none of that, and they would just carry guns and swords and they would fuck up people and beat them down or stab them. Fight them on the street if they had to. And the suffragettes in uh, Britain were all, they all knew jujitsu. The women who actually fought <laughs> for uh, for the vote in Britain, they all trained in jujitsu and would fuck people up. And they were terrorists, which I never knew. They did all these bombings <laughs> and shit at night when nobody would be in buildings. They would let them know, like, we're going to blow this building the fuck up, so stay out of it. And then they'd blow it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. you got 85. And I need to get, oh, I only need five more. Yeah, to break it. You want to tie, yeah. Oh, no, 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 right. no, five breaks it, four ties, because it's 89, right, is the, the record? Oh, no, you're right. Yes, you're right. Sorry. 89 is the record. Yeah, I got this one. I don't know who's going to beat this. Who did Benny Pota? After, after him, I don't know. Yo, I, I, Benny Pota used to hang out with it's, just, it's true, yeah. it's true. Theory, theory Pastel. Then, uh, who was the other guy with the crazy abs? But I wonder what I, what the next if they get ninety one if they beat his he gets ninety what ninety one things of what what's gonna be on that list like people are such a surprise yeah sometimes people have such incredible talent yeah lots of lots <laughs> of great this is talent like this is, I right yeah, yeah like I I couldn't name ninety bars and bits the <laughs> 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 challenge is ridiculous <laughs> that I you know I feel ridiculous for taking so long to do this. My brain is completely um, locked up. No, right now. listen, listen, Jamie. You, this is a very, sh- a very short time. You're actually doing that. You're rattling off in a very short period of time. Like this takes people the length <laughs> of the episode. So that's one to two hours. You're not. Uh, yeah. When did we start this? Nasser El Sanbadi. We're over two hours. With There's another one. So. No, but when he's listing stuff. Well, like ten minutes. Oh, uh, Roly Roly Winkelar. And he's a super duper nice guy, and his his wife is this. Is, so that's. Do you want to know how to spell? No. no. Oh, oh, oh! What is Rose's last name? I, I have no idea. I never knew her last name. I know her Instagram. <laughs> oh, Hunter Henderson is one of my friends. She's she just got a pro card. That's eighty nine. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, Who is the least entering, least interesting strength historian in the world? Ben. What a title! Oh God! <laughs> what the hell's his name? It does, it's, it's P. Going to beat him. It, oh, it's not Pucho work. though. This it's Ben. Right here. Uh, Although wasn't Pooch a uh, bodybuilder too? Although he's not famous. Blank is the name of the guy who fucking big time me. He broke my record. And then oh, he, you did defeat him he, by naming him. And then he got a degree in philosophy. Like it's kind of the it's kind of the it's kind of the degree in what I do. I it, love it's the pattern the, of this. But it's in but it's in I only just discovered it was in philosophy. I was admitted to the university. It's only at the University of Texas. I was admitted to the UT for uh, history back in the day. I crushed the GRE, and uh, so they breezed me in. It's a top five school, uh-huh. but I didn't go because I was going to have to learn nine languages to do my my uh, my thesis was going to be on Central Asian horse nomads and. Uh, oh. It takes way too many languages to do that. So everybody just said, either you're going to have to pick something else or just do something else. And I was like, ah, fuck it. (laughs) So. uh, Oh, I definitely have this. 
Yeah, this was game. not long. This was not long. No. Enough for you to, to name. Who you know, beat I love Brandon Curry? Took forever. This is... <laughs> oh, Johnny Jackson uh, is the guy who I bought shots for when I was drunk in between deadlifts, and he was breaking a record. Uh, he's a pro. He's an IFBB pro, but he went and broke the deadlift world record at this one meet that I was drinking at and lifting sure. and broke my record. Well, that's very appropriate. Yeah. I, think, I think you broke the record. That's it. That's 90. Oh, sweet. There yeah. we go. That's yeah. awesome. That's perfect. Yeah, hell uh, Congratulations. Synchronicity. That was the worst fucking high five any two people yeah. I've ever had. But the, the most impressive game, though, because you have the most points and you have all the bragging rights. So thank you for yeah, you do. coming on yeah. and delivering an excellent podcast. And then also it deserves a suck it. Yeah, oh, yo, yeah. The, <laughs> the, the biggest of suck it from everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should be very proud of yes. that. Yeah, very proud of you for what you have accomplished today. So thank you for being here, guys. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you.